There's something wrong with my fucking website. <laughs> oh, no. Is this something that has to be fixed now? Do we have to take a break? No, no, no. Mostly because I would not know how to do it. I don't. It, it might be something wrong with my host server, in which case uh. it's not even my problem. It's somebody else's problem. Yeah. You gotta call up your 24-hour service representative at Squarespace. I, I'm at DreamHost, but they also have a 24-hour service representative, so it's all cool. Uh-huh. We're deleting that because they're not paying me to talk about it. Oh, them. come on. It was a good joke. It was a good bit. People would have gotten excited like, oh, are they are they a real podcast now? No. Anyway, no, let's talk we're... about Sean Yu. <laughs> Welcome to Direct-to-Video. VHS? VHS? A podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. Today we watched some, like, like one very good movie. Yeah, like, we watched a really good movie. A really good movie that I really I really love and really holds up well. And yeah. another that, like, in... Oof, man, what do you say about it? Gosh, um... Well, I have pages. I saw the trailer for it, and it was not the bad movie I expected from the trailer. But it was uh, a different genre of bad movie. It was still a bad movie, though. Yeah. I, I was going to watch this movie yesterday. And I sat down, and I watched, like, the first three seconds of it. And, I, I like, a, like, a chill ran through my body. Like, death was approaching. And I was like, I have to do this tomorrow. I need to put this off. <laughs> so I watched it today, and, I, and my fears were not, in, were not, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. To, to, to put it all out there, we did watch Mulan Mulan too. Yeah, we watched and, um, <sighs> Yeah. I think Andy really liked these movies. I really liked Mulan. I have some problems with it, but I really liked it. And you 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 tweeted to the world that Mulan 2 was a mediocre film. Yes. Which which put me in the wrong mindset to watch this movie. I apologize. I sat down and I was like, okay, so this movie's going to be boring. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be great. But it's not going to be too bad. And fuck me, was I wrong. <laughs> like, it's not like the worst thing we've seen, but I went, I genuinely went in thinking it was going to be terrible. Came out thinking that's pretty mundane except for a very choice couple of scenes that are just golden. <laughs> It's infuriating to me that there are parts of this movie that I like because it would be uh, if those parts weren't there, it would be so easy to hate this movie. But it it kind of just comes across as being very milk toast. <laughs> yeah. Do we have like a background for Mulan, or do you want to just jump into it? I have a lot to say about this one, so I think we can just jump into it. Um, Mulan came out, but just real quick, Mulan came out in 1998. It's considered part of the the great Disney Renaissance. It had a budget of 90 million dollars. And it had a box office of 304.3 million, so it did really well. I believe it was nominated for several uh, Academy Awards at the time, but it didn't win any. It got one for music that it like I I remember because I looked up part of the soundtrack. It it got one for music that it like lost to a movie I've never heard of. That usually happens, yeah. The uh, awards are bullshit. Well, it just seems like such a shame because. I went back and watched Mulan, and I don't know who has gone back and watched that other movie from 1998 recently. I love the music in this film, with with one exception. 
but let's get started. Let's get in. All right. Let's uh, let's roll up our sleeves and just dive headfirst into this experience. Right off the bat, uh, we have this kind of very beautiful. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, does does I forget? Does the Hun thing happen before the title card, or I believe the title card happens first. It's okay. like um, like a calligraphy, like watercolor calligraphy type thing. Yeah, kind of like a sum a sumi e kind of. Uh, style portrait of China that was really beautiful honestly mm-hmm. uh, it was really fun to watch and then kind of we're just dropped into it like at the Great Wall the Falcon has a name apparently I didn't know that <laughs> you want to tell me the Falcon's name it, it says it's Hayabusa which I bet is a reference to something probably I, I need to know what they gave the Falcon a name oh <laughs> it's a type of motorcycle <laughs> that okay wow okay okay oh no wait sorry no it's it's literally it's literally uh japanese or chinese or something it literally means peregrine falcon so it's just falcon okay so maybe the name was the like sort of a working name during the thing and they never put it in the movie because i don't remember that and also that's kind of lame um, I don't know. I I feel like Disney will often just be like, well, if we just call it Falcon, but in the native tongue, people won't realize it because you know, right? It's not a terrible. So Shanyu, Shanyu, is this crazy muscly hun with great theme music? It's super intimidating, motherfucker. Yeah, he. We see him climb. He climbs the Great Wall of China. Hmm. And seems to kill, like, at least one of the dudes who's supposed to be, like, watching for Hans at the Great Wall of China. Shan Yu has two amazing lines. One of them is in this scene. I can't remember his line. Do you know Do you know his actual line? Oh, gosh. Uh, I didn't write it down. It's okay. It's, he tells him, all of China knows you're here. And, and he then he says, perfect, when he, like, burns Yeah, Chinese he, like, flag. burns the flag, and he just says, perfect. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, ooh. But that's the thing. Shan Yu wants to conquer China, the biggest country in the continent. But first, he wants to fight all of it. Yeah, right? Like, he's not he's not doing this because he wants China. He's doing this because he sees the Great Wall as, like, a challenge of his uh, military prowess. Right. He's a really easy villain to, like... He's a really easy villain to like. He just falls into, like, a villain category so strongly. Yeah. You never have the moment where you're kind of like, oh, like, but what What about his side of the story? Because his side of the story is he wants to kill everybody in China. <laughs> and, like, he's he's the bad guy, and that's fine. It's, it's kind of refreshing to have a villain like that. Yeah, to have a, a villain that's just... That is a force of nature more so than they are a character. Yeah. Shan Yu is not, is not the antagonist. He is just another force pressing against Mulan's life. The biggest antagonist of the movie is probably uh, uh, traditional military in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just... um. So right off the bat, though, like, I, I mm. was... I. Because the guard that talks is uh, just a regular dude. He's got a regular fucking American accent. Right. And there's something really distressing about this film because some characters are being played by these Chinese actors 
Mm-hmm. And they have this they have this deep this deep inflection of that accent in their tone and their voice and their cadence. Like you can hear it. Mm-hmm. But the other characters don't and it's super weird sometimes. We had this uh same conversation with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. We're like it, Lumiere is like French as fuck. It's less jarring because these are still like American Chinese actors for the most part. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm really glad that they went this direction. I'm not, it doesn't bother me. I'm glad mm-hmm. that this was the direction they took because unlike Beauty and the Beast, which has one like super French ass motherfucker, <clears throat> everybody in this movie who is of traditional Chinese descent is, a, is either a main character or treated with a great deal of respect. Right. Okay. It's, it's just like a Chinese person thrown in like, hey, we made a movie about China. Look, we got a Chinese guy. Yeah. Which is something Hollywood loves to do. <laughs> oh, Hollywood just loves flashing uh, actors in ways that are not great. So we, uh, we come in on Mulan. It is morning. She's painting answers to her upcoming... I want to say test, but it's not quite a test. I mean, she's going to go see the matchmaker. So it's kind of the biggest test of her life, really. We get so much of who Mulan is as a person mm-hmm. in these kind of early scenes. She's not clumsy, but definitely ambitious. She's tactically minded in a lot of ways, but often jumps into situations without thinking. Let me talk about Little Brother for a second, because there are two things I want to mention about him. Okay. One... I looked up the original Mulan story, which is ju- which is about a, a woman who takes her father's place in the army, fights for twelve years, is an amazing is kickass, is so good. The original yeah. story is so great. I highly recommend everyone read it. Uh, like comes back and like, uh, and all of her friends are like, "Wait, you're you're a woman?" She's like, "Yep," and now I'm home being a woman, and that's like neat. And then she but, like spends the rest of her life being a kickass woman, apparently. She has a little brother in that story. Uh, and I think that's why this dog exists. As like a nod. Yeah. But the other thing is, little brother is something that's rarely seen in Disney movies. But I kind of enjoy because it's so like weird. He's the completely abandoned animal sidekick. Yes. Uh, Moana does this too with the pig. Yes, with the pig. Where- where you think, oh, this is the sidekick who's going to follow us on our adventures. And it's like, nope, you take the chicken. Sorry. <laughs> also, the chicken's voiced by Alan Tudyk for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but she... she Love you. Ty... <laughs> Alan Tudyk, I mean. <laughs> I know what you meant. If, if he's listening. <laughs> so she, she, she ties the like, chicken feed to little brother and puts a bone on a stick for him to chase. So he feeds the chickens. Which is... A clever way of feeding the chickens, but also, like... A clever way of wasting a lot of chicken feed. (laughs) Of wasting a lot of chicken feed. I love this scene because we also get the... This is the, the like, big kind of moral conflict of the film, which is between... Which is, in a way, between Mulan and her father. Because her father represents these, like, traditional, honorable ideals of what it means to be a a great citizen of China. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, he's at the temple and he's like praying for her well-being. Uh, he also has a great line in that scene. <laughs> he's just like, please, please help her. And it's just surrounded oh. by chickens. 
That's not even the great line I wrote down. I like at the end of the scene, he's standing there with little brother and all the chickens are around him and he goes, I am going to go pray some more. More, yeah. And yep. that's like a pretty sick dad bird. It really is. It's, it's, but but yeah, like this is, this is the big conflict. This is the thing that Mulan has to overcome is w- what her father expects her to be. Except it's not like the it, I don't know. The, this movie has so many weird. I, I've been doing this thing where I'm trying to like like kind of map the plots of films and the the conflicts, right? Because it makes it easier to kind of understand what it is that the movie is trying to say. Mm. Well, the thing about Mulan's father is that he is always supportive of her mm-hmm. up until he is faced with the choice to be supportive of her or to be supportive of his country. Mm-hmm. She can't stand the idea that he is going to to do something that hurts himself for his country, but he feels that he must, and that's like how these two are different. Even though they they are very similar people, I feel like she has more of a father in her than her mother or her grandmother, for instance. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. the The relationship that they have is really is very good. Hey, weird question. Mm-hmm. Is this the first Disney hero with two parents? Tarzan had two parents. Well, they died. No, he had two parents. Kerchak was his dad, motherfucker. I, I... Mm. At the end, when Kerchak dies at the end of that movie, he accepts Tarzan as his son. Okay, this is... And helped raise him. Should not have said anything. Uh, so, like, the, the only Disney character with, like, OG original parents? Maybe. Yeah. Can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, I mean, you know, even if we accept that Kerchak is Tarzan's dad, which I'm not sure I do. There is a scene where his parents die. Yes. But I don't know. Well, I mean... Uh, I, th- I think she might be the first... The, the first she she, she ends this movie home. with both parents. It's true. Starts with both parents, ends with, ends both, with parents. both parents. Ahead of everybody else. Shit, yeah, no, I... Mm, I think so, yeah. No, mm, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm, like, running through, and I... Yes, final answer. Speaking of running, Mulan is running to get to her mom and her random middle-aged people who are going to clean her. Which, now that I say it out loud, I realize I don't know her relationship with these people. You know know who these two people are? I don't know if this is true, but you know what they reminded me of? What's that? You remember in... Brother Bear 2. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. But okay, let's keep going. That, uh, the, the, the girl, in that the love interest in Brother Bear 2 has those two aunts. Two aunts, yes. In That's like, what in, they reminded in... me of. Wow. And I bet that the two aunts in Brother Bear 2 were like a callback to Mulan in some way. Brother Bear 2 was like a million callbacks to other movies. So, hey, fucking, here's a million plus one, right? What's one more fucking callback? That's true. In this movie that had no substance. Back to Mulan, who has written a cheat sheet. Oh, I also want to go, her grandmother has this cricket that she believes is lucky. Her grandmother has a death wish. (laughs) And a death wish. She has a great line, how lucky can they be? They're dead. (laughs) <laughs> which uh in reference to her own ancestors yeah and she walks into traffic with a cricket there is a brief moment in this song 
I wonder if you and I know the same thing about this uh, Honor to Us All song. Yeah, the 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 thing about Honor to Us All, which is, uh, but it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is such a good Disney musical because every song in it is advancing the plot forward in a way that's great. Yeah, and also every song in it is good, but also like a little bit troubling. Yes, uh, <laughs> but but the, that's the thing is Honor to Us All is setting up like this is this is where Mulan is in life right now. This is yes. the life that she has She has chosen to go forward with this thing that her parents want her to do because it would bring her family honor, and that's the thing to do when you're a woman in China. There is a great moment of foreshadowing in this scene, though, where she, like, helps a guy win at some variation of checkers. Yes. What I liked about it is that the line that is being sung over this part talks about how a girl can bring her family honor in one way. By striking a good match. And, like, while that's happening, she helps this dude win. Yeah. Like, she just shows, she just casually shows that she's, like, pretty smart. And And maybe there are other ways to bring your family honor. I don't know. I don't, look, I don't know. I do know I watched the movie. Yeah, I mean, we, we both, we both are very aware of how, of of the other way. Uh, (laughs) Which... To be fair, if I had to be given the two options, one of them is significantly easier than the other. Yeah, I might get married instead of joining the army and dropping a mountain on the Huns. Yeah, and saving China is a pretty big, it's a tall order. I don't know if I'm the right person for that job. This next scene is a bit long, but it's really fucking funny. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of good bits in it. The Oh, hey, random random note here. Did you know that uh, apples are from China? Did not know that. Yeah. I love Me apples. Neither. But they are, and they're from China. Apples are one of the two fruits I can eat in their entirety, so I love apples. Right. I, I regret bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, you do. An, uh, and another note, Mulan prays for her father when she's worried about herself, which I also really like. Pretty much every decision that she makes in this movie is in some way tied to her dad mm-hmm. and the respect she has for him. She doesn't want to let him down. The smoke in this movie looks really good. <laughs> Oh yes, it's yeah. so like it's stylized in a way that's like eye catching but not distracting. It's so great. I don't know how uh, matchmaking in traditional China works. Does there have to be a crowd outside? Well, it seems like everybody's getting their match made on the same day, which is weird because shouldn't the matchmaker just work every day? Yeah, because if I recall from a different musical. <laughs> Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh my god. The Matchmaker song. It seems like the Matchmaker just like does what she does when she's gonna get around to it. It's like having a an aunt who's way too interested in your love life, but for the whole town. Exactly, but everybody listens to this aunt for some reason. Because it's her job. I just don't understand why there ha- A, I don't understand why there has to be a crowd. B, I don't understand how this works. Do they, do they walk out and she has like a piece of paper in her hand with a dude's name in it? And boom, that's it. We found it. Or does like is the dude like in the back, like waiting for his chance to strike? I mean, I wow, I wow. Um, I sort of figured how it works would be there'd be like this little interview, and she would decide which of these girls would match with like guys that she knew, who had also done this maybe on a different day. I there's a lot here to. <laughs> That, that I feel like I'm glad wasn't explained, but also should have been explained a little bit more. I do not, like, I have 
actual no idea if this is something that they made up whole cloth or if this is like a very common thing at least at a certain time in China that we just don't know about. So, needless to say, Mulan really fucks up this interview. It is spectacular. You, she doesn't mess things up halfway. Okay, this is there. There is nothing that could have saved this. She sets the woman on fire. I mean, that's it. And then puts her out with tea, which I think is just like kind of a adds insult to injury in a way. It's God that still has to be quite hot too. Yeah. Although I will say she might have dodged a bit of a bullet because how many eligible young men do you think there are the same day that the army recruited everybody? To be fair, I don't think the army had started recruiting everybody yet. They didn't. That was that would be later in the day. But even so. I think accidentally she managed not to get matched up with any flat-footed bastards who couldn't even go join the army. Or, or get matched up with somebody who would then be killed. Be in like horribly days. murdered in an ambush. Mm-hmm. So the news of the Han invasion has reached the emperor, who has decided every family needs to donate one able-bodied man to join the military. Uh, did we skip the reflection scene? Oh fuck, we did. Which is which is my favorite fucking Disney trope. Because because we fucking can't. Because like we we got it's... we've gotten into talks about the Disney reflection scenes before, and we gotta do it. Again. It's like a whole. It's like a whole. I'm realizing now that doing a scene in which a character stares at the reflection is like a fucking art. And <laughs> Mulan dials that moment up to eleven uh, with the song that she sings and the climax of the song. It's very good. He actually said this uh, very similar thing about Pocahontas 2, I think. But there's a moment where she has half of her makeup brushed off. Yeah. And it's like herself and then the version of herself that she is showing to people. Yeah. Uh, But also, how? 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 Because I don't know a lot about makeup, but... She, like, wipes it on her sleeve, and it's just cleanly gone, and, um, how? Hey, listen, man. <laughs> Disney's not always mm-hmm. perfect. I, okay. I will say, though, that, like, A, Who Is That Girl I See? Kick-ass song, one of the best songs. One of the best What Do I Want songs that Disney's done. Because okay. yeah. because the song ends on a, on a, it's not, it's not a What I Want song, because she doesn't know what she wants. It's more of a... A declaration of intent it sets up the stakes to the to the viewer that mulan mulan is unsure of her identity and that's the thing that's going to be solved in this movie i do like that it ends on it ends on the question right yes and it also ends on her uh, staring at like five reflections <laughs> yeah which is... which which was really good <laughs> so now we're about to meet the worst character in the whole fucking movie okay sure uh i can't remember his name me neither. Uh, I wonder if his... I have uh, Chifu. Chifu. More like, <laughs> fuck you, because you're a shit character. Uh... Nailed it. Fuck yeah. I, th- I guess my biggest problem with Chifu is that he's everywhere. He... <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. And it's not really explained, like, why he's in all these places. He my my biggest problem with Shifu is everything. There's one thing 
about him that I actually find extremely reasonable, and we'll get to it when we get there. But he's like a real piece of crap. Shifu is the closest thing this movie has to an antagonist, and it's really fucking weird because he's not Mulan's antagonist. Well, except for the time that he wants her to die. Yeah, okay, uh, but but even then, right, that like like the conflict isn't between... And this is one of my main problems that I have with the movie, but, like, the conflict isn't between him and Mulan. It's between him and Li Shang. Yes. But we'll get to that. Yeah. All he's doing here is asking or ordering one man from every family to go join the army so that, you know, the real army will have some backup. And Mulan's dad has some kind of injury in yeah. his leg or, like, his waist or his side or something. He is not only elderly and weak, but also we find out later, he already served in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, he is that old. Not only, but even, but, but later, when Lee sees Mulan's last name, he says, the. The Fazu. The Fazu. Like, Fazu, when he last served, was important. Mm-hmm. Or just really really good and he can't he can't do that anymore and we talked about this scene a little bit but Mulan tries to stop him from accepting this summons and he says she dishonors him which is the first time that anything like that has come from him everybody else has been like putting this idea of honor on her honor and dishonor on her and he hasn't and then he has, in this way that's, like, that's very much, like, what I think is more important than what you think. Yeah. And it, it's it's hard. It's really hard to watch. This is the primary, I think, like, motivation for her is she cannot accept the fact that her dad has to go die. Because mm-hmm. he will. Because she, she knows that he is at a point in his life where if he tries to do this, it will kill him. Yeah, I mean, we've seen... The training they go through, and he just, he can't stand up straight most of the time. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I would think if he had joined, they would have put him with the, the other army. And, man, would he have been well, fucked in up. in that case. Yeah. Time to, time, the, in what has to be the greatest synth track in Disney Mulan's history. decision. I love this. The, it's the, the best music scene in the movie. The it music this... that accompanies it is like this like discordant synth track. It's got that... the greatest music that's that's it... like this might be the best like background music I've ever heard in anything. It's so <laughs> fucking kick ass. <laughs> like it just drives home like this is a important big thing that she is doing. And oh, it's so good. So she Steals her father's armor, disguises herself as a man, and runs away to join the military in the place of her dad. And steals the horse, who might actually be a warhorse. I pro- most definitely is. He's a big, real he's, buff, real beefy he's horse. Really big. He might be her dad's old warhorse. He's uh, pretty spry. He is pretty spry. Maybe, maybe he's like the child of her dad's old warhorse or something. But like, it, he's. They have like a little, not quite farm, but like a, you know, mm-hmm. like their own shit that they do that maybe they need a horse for. But they don't need a horse like this. Yeah. 
Oh, I just love that's it's it's great music when she's sitting and and the and the scene dressing is so good because she's on the great stone dragon. Yeah. And then when she makes her decision, when there's the, the music starts to play, to, and she's to really watching her parents up. fight, and you can't hear what they're saying. Like you 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 feel the tension of of her, like you know that this is the decision she's gonna make. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know anything about the myth, the way that this story is unraveling, you know where this where this decision is going. It's just the the it's so beautifully like ramped up. The tension is pulled taut, and it just it really just works on every level. The I think my favorite part of the scene is when she goes to get the horse, and the horse is afraid of her. Like, who the fuck is this? Is this? Yeah. Somehow, the grandmother realizes that Mulan has left. Oh. Uh, when she took her dad's, like, summons, she replaced it with her, like, comb. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, as, as like, a shorthand, like, hey, I'm gone, don't try to go join the army tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I've, I have made this decision. And her grandmother prays to the ancestors, which is, you kind of don't expect any character development on the grandmother character, but that's great. <laughs> The the I feel like it's it's not character development so much as it's like this is this really is a a bad situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the ancestors scenes? <sighs> yeah, me too. Well, I like them a lot more in this one than in the next one. If that's uh, what you mean. <laughs> agree. I mean, I agree, but I still don't like them in this one. Like, I love George Takei. The thing is. With the ancestors, mm-hmm. is they are representative of something that that Mulan's story goes against, which is the traditions of China. And I like how they fight like family. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like the American Gothic joke. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just sorry, I just don't like it. <laughs> no, I mean a, I get that. I don't. This I don't was the best place to put that comment in, so I just like kind of slid it in there. Yeah, it's a bad joke. They do kind of explain the stakes. Not that they really need to. I have a problem with their plan. Yeah, which is they want to send a guardian to bring Mulan back, which makes sense. They want Mulan not to be killed. Fine. But wouldn't that also dishonor the Fa family? Because then they would have sent nobody. So I have like a, I, I'm trying to figure out like, the the only person who who comes up with a plan that makes any sense is Mushu, and his plan's insane. His plan is crazy, but it works, sort of. I I well I have another question, and this is about the Great Stone Dragon. How, he's the most powerful guardian. Mm-hmm. How? Did Mushu shatter him? Was he already dead? Did, can can a guardian just like die and just be a statue and nobody notices? I don't know. That I was thinking that too. I was like, how does this spiritually? Where are the what what are the rules? And <laughs> I think that's just one of those things you kind of just have to accept. I think he's already dead because yeah. if Mushu can just like kill him. That's crazy. What I, I think that's one of those just like like. Although, although, mm-hmm. maybe Mushu is the most powerful guardian, like he believes, and just has the ability to kill all the others and take their power. That's the one, it's the one thing he has, is he can kill the other guardians and take their place. 
So by this time, Disney had had Aladdin, mm-hmm. and they had had Hercules. Yes, I want to say. I mean, yeah. you're probably looking at the numbers. I, I'm looking. I am looking at Wikipedia right now. Sorry, that's not a question. Although maybe Hercules was being worked on at the same time as this. Yes, it but out- it came out like the year directly the year before. But I but I think Aladdin is the important one because in Aladdin they had this great. What, what I want to say was kind of a gamble that worked out in their favor, which is they brought in this big-name comedian to play this comedic part. Their hope was that by bringing in Robin Williams, they would be able to give the audience a character to latch on to. I feel like that's what they were trying to do in Mulan with Mushu by having Mushu being voiced by Eddie Murphy, who in the ni- late 1990s was at, like, the height of his fame. Mm-hmm. He was, like, he was like a, he was a couch name, a, a household name. Uh, couch be- name i was i know i was gonna uh there, there there was an idiom that i was going for that i just completely lost halfway through <laughs> he's a household name because of his comedy and people like people recognized him and his voice he has a very distinct cadence mm-hmm. i think i feel like they were trying to go for that again but also eddie murphy's role in this film is so different from the genie in aladdin it's weird because the genie does not have any power in the role he has Mm-hmm. So the genie is always like he he he's he's always beholden to Aladdin, and Mushu so much pushes the story forward on his own in a way that directly puts Mulan in danger. And so he he's he's a weird. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. When I was a kid, I loved Mushu, and I think that was true for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, I think that the gamble still worked. Yeah, definitely. He's a good character. On the other hand, he's so he's such a he's such a troubled character. He's he's almost like Stitch in that like you like Stitch despite the fact that he sucks. That he's meddlesome, yeah. He's Yeah. Um He's got a tood. <laughs> well Babushu is like two dimensionally selfish. Which they make way worse in the next movie. Oh man, they so they they took they they took what was like jerk ass that you could love and just made him full jerk ass. Yeah, especially because he's supposed to have fucking gotten over being. <laughs> There's a scene in this movie where he joins Mulan even though he doesn't get anything from it, and that's supposed to be like his character arc, and they can't bring him back to being the <sighs> shitty guy. So in a in a weird like Jungian psychology way, Mushu is like Mulan's ego, and the cricket is like uh, her id. Wow! Because it okay. informs the ego, but the ego pushes her forward. A note about Creaky: he might be unique in a Disney movie because he is the sidekick sidekick. Yes. As soon as Mushu shows up with Creaky, Mulan never ever interacts with Creaky again. I watched for it. There's never a moment between her and the bug. Creaky is very is not dissimilar to the worm that so plagued oh, our no. two comedic oh, no. heroes in <laughs> The Fox and the Hound. Holy shit. I'm I'm fucking tying this all together. I'm, the web <laughs> is unraveling before I am seeing past the matrix that is Disney storytelling. <laughs> Andy we can't put this on the internet (laughs) They'll find us No it's fine no they won't We're not we're not that important Um (laughs) Fun So 
So I also love that the cricket just that Creaky just joins Mushu. <laughs> he seems. I guess it's because he's concerned for Mulan. Because he says go get her. He's the one who says that. Maybe because she saved him. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's. Because earlier, I think it was during the reflection scene, she, like, puts him back in, in like, Into the little... bush. Yeah. Yeah. After she had, like, gotten him out of the tea and basically risked her happiness so that this cricket wouldn't get drunk by a person. <laughs> Which I hadn't considered until just this moment. So, from a historical standpoint, Uh-oh. the way the Huns are represented in this movie is real fucking wrong. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm just well, gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna never leave went it there. To China, right? No, they did. Are you sure? They founded a dynasty. Are you sure that wasn't yes. the Mongols? No, it was the Huns. All right. The Huns I'm invaded China so. so good they became China. Yeah, I thought that was Mongols. I mean, it was also Mongols. Mongols did a lot of stuff, but the Huns, in their own right, invaded and founded a Chinese dynasty. All right, Attila the sure. Um. Yeah, fucking well, just. Wait, well, wait. Well, wait. Where's Hunnic Empire? Is that's that's mostly Eastern Europe. Uh, you know what? I don't need to be finding maps of the Hunnic Empire. <laughs> that's I don't need to do that. I should close this. Wow, they got almost to Italy. Oh, that's fucking crazy. really. Yeah. All right, give me a sec. I'm uh, looking this up now. Welcome to Direct to Video DVD Extras, a podcast in the middle of other podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Look, I want to. I'm. I'm just gonna search this page for China. China. Unified Empire. Oh, really? Uh, the Hungarians uh, lay claim to Hunnic heritage. Makes sense. Invaded China from the territory of present-day Mongolia. Oh, so I was half right. Uh, at that point, they were probably called the Mongols. I don't know if that's how that works. Well, they came from Mongolia. I mean, the Hun, the, the Chinese people probably called them the Mongols. I don't know. Anyway, that's not important. I mean, they probably didn't call them the Mongols. They probably, there's probably a, a name that they had that... So, anyway. listen. <laughs> the point is, this isn't some historically iffy shit. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's, it's timey-wimey. It's fine. You know? Yeah, like, don't don't cite this movie in your essay about the Huns. Please. Please. Don't do that. <laughs> Maybe read a book. Uh, or just read Wikipedia. They have a map. It's really cool. Put it in your PowerPoint. Yeah, I, look, man, one of the DVD extras is going to be us going into some historical weirdness and just talking about it for an hour. It can't. So, Mulan is super good at Rube Goldberg-style disasters. <laughs> oh before we get to before we get to that though the reason i brought up the huns is there is a short scene in which uh shan yu has another great line now wait is this the one with the scouts or the one with the doll this is the one with the scouts okay they find these two uh imperial scouts you know they uh, make fun of them for a bit one of the scouts uh puts a gives some lip yep and he tells the scouts to go run back to the Chinese army and tell them that they're on their way. And then and then just turns to one of his men and just says, how many men does it take to deliver a message? And in what has to be the greatest cut to black of all time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good villain. 
He's a great villain. It's it's nice to have a villain that's just I don't want to say evil, but is just so unstoppable. Yeah, and I I would say evil for Shan Yu because all he wants to do is kill people, and we never learn anything about him that tells us that he is anything more than that. You make a good point, which is fine as far as I'm concerned. Like I like complicated villains. I think they're cool. They have but their sometimes, place. Sometimes, sometimes. A very easy to understand villain who just who just wants to kill you, it's fine. It's it especially works in this story, which has three character arcs, mm-hmm. <laughs> going like interacting with each other in weird ways. So Mulan now with Mushu and Creaky goes into into the be army, a dude. In in this uh, it's time to yeah, camp. time to be a dude. Time to be a dude. Be That's a dude. Oh my god. I don't think anything in that song rhymes with man intentionally in the lyrics, so I feel like you could just replace it with be a dude or be a guy. I like be a guy. Because <laughs> it sounds like the song you would sing when you're trying to ask a police officer not to write you a ticket. Come on, officer. Be a be guy. A guy. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking stupid. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. This is this is the part of the movie that gets a little problematic. A lot of a lot of jokes about dudes being guys and women not being men. Well, I mean, part of the joke is that dudes will do stuff around other dudes that girls will never see because they're not gonna do that around a girl. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. The guy like picking between his toenails with chopsticks. Fucking I saw that and I thought. That's fucking Demon Town right there. That guy's gonna Yuck. get haunted by demons. <laughs> fucking, you eat with that shit, man. <laughs> the The thing is, is I agree with Mulan on a lot of things. Like, these guys are real fucking cream of the crop. Uh, <laughs> awful. Okay. Not great. Bad at their jobs. They don't have jobs yet. I mean... Childish. Sure. Immature. And gross. In a lot of ways. Mulan accidentally starts a fight between everybody and everybody else. So here's the thing is, I do not think that this is solely Mulan's fault. It's one thing, like, if if, if you get into a fight with three guys, sure, that's Mulan's fault. But I feel like everyone in the camp getting involved. A lot of it is Yao's fault. Yeah. Because Yao does punch before he does anything else. And a lot of it's Mushu's fault, because that's some bad life coach. Oh, no, it's... Yeah, now Mushu is an awful life coach. Good motivational speaker, bad life coach. Like if, if he was going to write a resume. But the thing that gets me isn't this scene, it's after this scene when we see Captain Lee mm-hmm. and General Lee yeah. and Chief Fu are together. General Lee's going to go off, he's going to go fucking kill some huns. He's going to go All kill right. himself some huns. He's going to go kill some fucking huns. And he just... says, okay, you're captain now. And sort of casually talks about how this is blatant nepotism. And in the one thing I genuinely agree with Chifu on, he says, Surely a soldier with more experience. When I was younger, I assumed that Chifu wanted the captain job. When I watched this now, I thought, Oh no, this guy's afraid that the dude promoting his kid just made the worst decision." Here's the thing, though, right? Captain Lee really proves himself over the course of 
That's the thing. He can't prove himself Chifu, which is a weird subplot to be in here. No matter how good he is or how good his men is, they're never good enough for just this random dude who I don't understand. He's just why a, he's here. He's just a consul to the emperor, and I get—I guess he was assigned to the general. What, I, yeah. Okay. He. The thing about Shifu is that he's a fucking nobody, but he acts like a real somebody, and that makes me hate him. Damn. <laughs> Like, I just, but he's, he is integral to Li Shang's development. Also, he gives us something that you see in a lot of movies, in a lot of war movies. Uh-huh. Which is somebody with a certain amount of power who holds it over everybody else that all the regular troops hate. Yeah. And you can't have, you can't have Shang be that guy. Yeah, Shang has to be awesome. He's a good guy, Captain. Yeah. But that, that that gives that gives everybody else somebody to hate, which I don't know. It's just it's just something you see in a lot of these movies and it's It's a very popular military trope. Yeah. Captain Shang and everybody else comes out of the tent and and his fucking dad gives him this look uh like like this genuinely entertained look when he sees that everybody in the camp is beating the shit out of each other yeah it it's a it's it's a look that says this is going to teach my son a lot <laughs> and so we get the we get the scene where he like asks Mulan her name and she, and and Mushu helps her come up with one real quick but here's 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 here's, yeah. here's something that's glossed over <laughs> Mushu had a childhood. <laughs> it's, it's let's let's talk real quick about the this is the this is one of the few movies right that like you have like like in in Aladdin mm-hmm. when Genie alludes to to the nineties or what have you right it's okay because the Genie is not just comic relief but is kind of this isn't is is a character that isn't part of the real world because they're also the narrator mushu isn't a part of the real world either but in a way that how does he have a childhood was he born like, guardians like weirdly does birth fit. and then turned into statues later is he like eight thousand years old did he is go he to like school eight years old did he go to guardian school He's really worried about... He was demoted, which meant that at some point there was a statue of Mushu in the shrine? And did nobody notice that it went missing? And it turned into a statue of Mushu, like, on a ring. Like an incense ring. And what? Yeah. Eddie Murphy screaming, I live in that scene, is one of the funniest fucking jokes that this movie has to (laughs) offer. And it's just Eddie Murphy yelling, I live, but it gets me, you know? It gets me. My my solution to this is that Mushu is that guardians used to be ghosts. Well, okay. <laughs> right? Like they were a member of the family that died and either through bad luck or good luck were embedded into the body of an animal to protect the future family. Or they were somebody's pet. Okay, that that has more of like a Coco feel. The pet one. Yeah. Still doesn't have... It still doesn't quite un- make explain how he had a friend. 
Another thing is that her name is Fa Ping. <laughs> Sorry, just, hey, that's a joke that the Disney writers fucking snuck in there. Have it. Just put it on your plate. Enjoy it. Enjoy that joke. Disney, Disney paid $90 million to have that joke on screen in 1998. I, oh, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> oh my god uh, <sighs> so now we get now we get to the doll scene well we we haven't done be a man really oh no yeah uh be a man happens first uh be a man's a great song i love it i know most of the lyrics to this day that's all i gotta Fair. say about it. it's really fucking good it's a good it's a great song <laughs> super problematic but so fun to sing that's why i love it i think that's that's the thing about most of the songs in this movie. Well, like, if you compare Be a Man to Honor to Us All, they're problematic for the same reasons in opposite ways. Yeah, the And that's why I, that there's like this fucking jamming song that is that the lyrics are pr- kind of troubling to, as, especially in the context of the movie where it's about a girl tr- pretending to be a guy so that her dad doesn't get killed. Yeah, it's, uh, this movie, like, this movie really, like, just loves to just, like, look over at gender roles in society and just touch the topic or or get mm-hmm. their finger really close and be like, I'm not touching you. <laughs> and, and it's infuriating. But it's a fucking, like, this this song's a club banger, so. This is 98. If Disney had said something about gender roles in 98, then it probably would have aged terribly. Hmm. And... I'm sort of okay with with what they did. I can go back and watch this movie and not hate what it says about gender, which I I feel like that itself is a um, it's a feat because this yeah. this movie is twenty years old. It's it holds up way better than most movies from this era of Disney do in terms of like just messaging and theming. Anyway, Be a Man's a great song. So good. Uh, uh, oh, and it's got it's got. Um, Again, a great character arc just during the song. Mm-hmm. Everybody has like a mini character arc during the song, and Mulan has the main one. I was like, how, how in the beginning, um, who's the big guy? Ten Po or something? Uh, yeah, something like that. He's Shien afraid po. to cro- Shen Po. Shen Po. Shen Po. Shen Po. He's afraid to cross the water, and then in the at the end of the song, he's just doing flips over it, and it's awesome. <laughs> Very dexterous for a man of his body type. Oh yes. Well, actually, and we'll talk about him because this motherfucker has got some strength. He's got some hidden hidden talents. Mm-hmm. I love how I'm looking at my notes, and I literally just wrote lyrics to the song in between my actual notes. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. The Huns, the rage <laughs> of war. That's good. Um, I do. I do wonder how accurate this is to like actual training during this era of China. I would want to know how to dodge flaming arrows. I just feel like some of it is a bit excessive. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about this fucking doll scene. Mm-hmm. Man, why you gotta sniff the doll and make it weird? <laughs> like, you thought that's what made it weird? I want to talk about something very important with this doll scene. <laughs> Shan Yu might be the only Disney villain to have explicitly killed children. I'm pretty sure Sher Khan ate a kid. Did he manage to eat a kid? He's killed a lot of people. I'm sure one of them was a kid. Okay, that's fine. 
It's just that when Shan Yu realizes that there is an army by the village in the pass that they're going to, he says, great, we're going to go kill them. And he says, this little girl will want her doll back. We should bring it to her. This fucking dude? It. This guy? He is excited about the ability to go kill some civilians. It seems to me... Like, until this moment, he was just going to be like, like, we're just going to get through the pass and we're going to make our way to, uh, we're going to make our way to the, to the Imperial Palace. But because the army was there, he's like, you know what? While we're here, let's stop at McDonald's. Oh my God. <laughs> let's get some civilian, let's get our civil, uh, our civilian casualties on while, while we're here. Since we're going to stop anyway, let's just grab a coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> So we jump back from that to Mulan taking a bath, which is a little bit of tonal whiplash, but we'll hang in there. Oh, not not as bad as the other one. (laughs) Uh, There is some tonal whiplash that we're coming up on that's fucking uh, (laughs) raw. (laughs) Oh, yes. I agree with Mulan about this. I shower every day, sometimes twice a day, because I go to the gym every day, and... Sometimes I don't get to go to the gym before my shower, so I gotta shower again. Because people smell. Historically, though, people don't shower every day. And I have been told that excessive showering actually makes you, like, oilier. And so the fact that we all clean ourselves every day means that, like, our body is producing more oil and, like, making our skin all gross. I am moisturized. And that might be true. I also shower every day. But, like, when I was a kid, I showered every couple days. Because kids don't give a crap and neither did anybody else. Okay, A, I moisturize every time I get out of the shower. Replenish, put those oils back into your body so that your body doesn't go ham. Oh, my God. I recommend, uh, like, I recommend a cocoa butter because I like smelling good. Whatever. It's no big deal. I'm just saying, if if you take hot showers in particular, you get dehydrated. Moisturize. Put that oil back into your body. It needs it. What was I talking about? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I just kind of... I feel like in, I started mumbling halfway through that. <laughs> Could you understand people me? People in medieval China did not bathe every day, and that's fine, and we can all live with that. But I, I, I get where Mulan is coming from, that you gotta bathe. You Like, mm-hmm. like you, I like smelling nice. I like it when other people smell nice. Is that... That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I enjoyed this scene for the reason that when I, I I watched it and distinctly remembered watching it as a kid and understanding that, like, you know, if they see her naked, they'll know she's a girl and not really appreciating the fact that in every moment of this scene, she's trying to hide her boobs and, like, also trying not to see uh, Yao's dick. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and I just thought, like, as, like, I Can't got it as a mountain. kid and... And as as an adult, like there was, there was an amount of like, just like jokes that like I found, yeah, I found really really funny. So, some real fa ping level jokes. <laughs> good, good, good. That's what I'm gonna good. call them from now on. Disney right, paid ninety would. million dollars to get that joke on theater screens all across America and the world. And I'm just I'm just bringing it to you, dear listener. <laughs> Mushu really takes one for the team in this scene, though, because because I remember I was watching this scene and I remember thinking to myself, "How do they get out of this one?" Because <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. 
and Mushu just just really like just you know gets a mouthful of cheek and goes to town no that was vile you owe me big <laughs> it's which is a great yeah another good eddie murphy line that's just made me crack up i laughed out loud watching this movie which is i think the first time in a long time that a disney movie's made me like laugh out loud like a good hearty like ha ah, that was good it seems like you forgot a lot about this movie i did i really did it I, it's which is weird because out of all of the disney movies i think this is the one i've watched most recently mulan overhears that lee and um Chifu are fighting about whether or not his men are combat ready. Yeah, combat ready. And this this leads to like this like weird little moment between them when Mushu realizes she's got like a crush on him. It there are a lot of weird little moments between uh Mulan and I keep forgetting his fucking name. And Lee it's like Shang. Right, yeah, Lee Shang. It's right in front of me and I have to like scan for it every time i don't know why it's so hard for me but yeah there are a lot of like weird little moments between lee shang and uh mulan that are great i don't watch i don't watch um very many romantic comedies but for a long time a common romantic comedy thing like maybe not even quite romantic comedy was like a girl dressed as a dude there is a amazing movie called she's the man that is this for the whole movie, it's fucking great. Highly recommend it. But that always seems something so crazy to me as a story because, like, does this dude like think he's fallen in love with a dude? Like, that's that's the thing is we as the audience know, oh, like this is this is the love interest. They're falling in love. That's cute. But Lee Shang is just like, man, I'm such good friends. I'm <laughs> such good friends with Pei. Who would have thought that? That at this point in my life, what I thought was my shittiest, weakest soldier would be one of my best friends. Uh, uh, the rock upon which I will build this army. Just me and Ping. Two just, guys with penises. Just <laughs> just, just, uh, just, two bros being dudes here in China's army. Yeah. I sure think about Ping's soft, supple lips way too often but we're just two guys being dudes it's weird that he has such full lips they're just very kissable and very red very Mm. just Mm -mm. present in my memory and also just on his face (laughs) anyway if we could move on we just we just we just kind of free-formed a weird fan fiction that I don't know how comfortable I am with it, but it happened and it's out there. So Mushu, Mushu falsifies a document or calls for Shang's help, mm-hmm. and so the the armies, this brand new army that's just finished training, they're go they're moving out. They're gonna go out to the the Tung Shao Pass, I believe it's called. Yeah, something like that. And they're gonna they're gonna go fight some Huns. They're gonna go fight those Huns, which leads us into another great song. <sighs> yeah, you don't think this is a great song? Not I a like fan. Just I'm not I I'm not a fan. You know, like a girl worth fighting for. I, I just like, I like the song. I like the song because it's another thing that shows. See, Ping is like best friends with the people that 
that she angered early on in the movie. Like they're all close now. Yeah, they're like they're they're the the three musketeers and Ping. Well, there were four three musketeers too. Exactly, but... that's the joke. I mean, that was okay. the, that's the <laughs> good thing I pointed it out that. It's a good joke. Allow me to explain it for you. No, you're fine. You're good. Let's keep going. (laughs) Um, It's fine. But this is something... They're close. But this is is another one of those things that just shows off a a way in which she is different than them. And maybe a level on which she can't connect to them at all. But that's the infuriating thing to me. But that's what I love about it. I love that their relationship is that complicated. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's fine, right? It's 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 a funny thing to have have these characters have this like thin divide, and you know in your head that the reason that divide is there is because Mulan is actually a woman. But that's why I hate it because one of my favorite things about the original Mulan story is that Mulan just ties her hair like ties her hair up and just is a man for twelve years, and and mm-hmm. is like for all intents and purposes, fits perfectly into that, in, into the military to such an extent that it, that that she is promoted and is given her own, like, her own squadron of soldiers to lead. I, I don't know. I just, I really, this this movie had an opportunity to, 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 to give to, to give the message that it's okay for girls to like guy stuff, but every time it gets close to that, it has these scenes where it's like, but guys and girls are fundamentally different, and that's just not true. Do you see what I mean? I don't think it's true, but I think groups of guys and groups of girls are fundamentally different. I I don't know. I just... Like, even if it's just socially, if you, grew, if you get a group of girls together, they will destroy another human being. <laughs> and if you get a group of guys together, they'll make a lot of dick jokes. I, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like if we keep up that kind of... Dis, that kind of presentation of women and men in film it's a lot harder to get especially boys and girls to admit that they can just hang out with each other and that's okay mm. and the, this this movie eventually by the end falls into that really clumsily but i, I feel like it could have been handled better okay like, don't get me wrong right like this movie does its best no it doesn't this movie does what it. <laughs> this movie does what it can do. <laughs> Considering the fact that, for all intents and purposes, it was probably written and animated and promoted by a bunch of guys. Now I don't know that for sure, and I feel weird saying it, but you're probably right. I don't know that for sure either, but just like Disney to this day is not great at. Putting women in high-level positions. Absolutely. Uh, it is a thing that has bothered me about Disney for a long time. And bothers me still. I just... Assuming that this is a movie that was written by a dude, directed by a dude, and for all intents and purposes produced as a piece of art made by men, mm-hmm. it, in 1998, it's fine. And it's, it's, it's definitely not irredeemable because this movie holds up super fucking well it's one of those things that i look back on it and it like it's like i'm further separated from who i was when i saw this movie as a kid and who i am now Mm -hmm. so i can't not think about it that was a talk i was hoping to have at the end of the the movie but this is a good Um, point this is a great place because uh man 
You want to get to the big tonal shift the, here? The big tonal shift? Well, I mean, I feel like I already got us there, so yeah, let's just dig in. So, the the song, A Girl Worth Fighting For, ends, and will forever end? <laughs> like, if you, if you go listen to the Mulan soundtrack, it has this ending where it just stops. It's like the beginning of The Lion King, except it's the end of the song. <laughs> and it's... Boom. And it stops because they see a burnt village. They see a fucking massacre. Okay, here's the thing. There are no... I was watching for this because I was curious. There are no bodies in the village. It's all burnt down, but there's nobody there. Um, They're all in the snow. There are bodies. <laughs> when they see the the army, this... I keep on pointing stuff like this out, but this might be the Disney movie with the most dead bodies in it. <laughs> like, the most actual, visible dead bodies. What a bad situation they're in. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of Huns died at all. It really, from the next scene, it really feels like General Lee's troops were just overwhelmingly fucked. Mm-hmm. And had no chance. And so let's put it out in the open. General Lee is dead. He is so dead. Shang does the thing where he puts a sword in the ground and is like mm-hmm. super sad. And Mulan leaves the doll, which sucks. It, <sighs> she also tries to like console Shang in a way. Mm-hmm. In, in a way that's more authentic than the last time she tried to console him. It's a good moment. But now they're the only ones who know that the Huns have gone through here. So yeah. they need to get to the Imperial City because that's where the Huns are going. It's... I, I do want to point out that this movie is doing a lot in this... like, in, And I realized it in this scene, right? Like, this movie is tra- is telling Mulan's story uh, of, of finding out, like, who she really is and what she wants in life and what her ultimate goal is, her identity. Captain Li Shang's kind of mini-arc of... Learning to become a leader, learning to make these tactical decisions, and being kind of thrust into this into this position that he thought he was ready for, mm-hmm. and also the story of being being the underdogs in the military who have to save the day, even though everything is against them and they have no hope of winning, and it juggles those three stories so well and so poignantly, and I'm. Um, genuinely like super impressed by it like i cannot think of another disney movie that tries to do this many concurrent storylines and succeeds at all of them i don't know uh yeah i can't think of one i'd have to think about tangled tangled i think is a one is a contender tangled does a lot as well tangled is a very thick meaty complex disney princess movie maybe lilo and stitch yeah oh yes yes because it's been a while since I've seen that, but that has Lilo's character development, Stitch's character development, Donnie's character development, the character development of three different aliens. Like, it's got a lot in there. Yeah, even the FBI agent gets a little character development. Oh, his stuff is great. Fuck, man, where's my live-action so, Lilo and Stitch movie? I would I would commit crimes how, for a live-action Lilo and Stitch movie. How would you make Stitch not creepy? I it would be really hard. It would be super difficult. I think industrial light if if the if, if industrial light and magic handles the special effects of Stitch specifically, these are the guys that do Star Wars things. 
I feel like they could they could come up with a pretty fucking cute alien that still looks like Stitch. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. He just has such a big mouth. It, that's, it's cute in animation, but it might not be on a real animation. I, I feel like they'd figure it out. It's, it, so it's Mushu does something. All the better to smile scene. at you with. Uh, trying to get us back on track if that's okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke though right like yeah no it is okay great just all right though fucking my my note here by the way is literally just fucking mushu fucking mushu like he does see it's stuff like this that like makes him kind of a weird character in this movie because he sets off a cannon i assume like accidentally with his breath yeah because he was messing with it this this to me is a very shakespearean thing Wow, okay. Because you have a character who's, like, whose sole character is being the comedic relief, but in a moment of tragedy, comic relief is just another danger. Mm. Or is not appreciated by the quote-unquote crowd. Because in any other scene, Mushu accidentally setting off a cannon could have been hilarious. But in this specific moment, it was the worst possible thing he could have done. And that's a very like that's a very Shakespearean way of handling a comedic figure. Well, that or kill them. I was gonna say. <laughs> so so Mulan saves her horse. Everybody's saving the cannons. They they have to get into position. They're in a bad position because they're on the bottom of a mountain, and the Huns are shooting fiery arrows at them, and they have a lot of explosives. Yeah, the Huns are wrecking their shit with arrows uh, that are on fire. So they get out of the arrow's distance and then proceed to use the all of the cannons that they have. Uh, mm-hmm. they, and what... they really scattershot those things. Man. It is dumb. The, like, they... The... They waste them. Maybe they don't have a lot. I mean... In, in what could have been the worst possible tactical decision, yeah, they just fucking... They have one cannon left by the end of it, which is insane mm-hmm. to me. And then the Huns start charging. And this is, I think, A, this is the one time in the movie where they visibly use CGI, but it's okay because it is one of the scariest oh shit moments <laughs> yes, in any it's, Disney it's... movie. Like, they are so fucked. <laughs> okay, so Mulan takes the cannon from Yao, who's going to set it off to shoot um, Shan Yu. Because she has seen in her in the reflection of her sword, the mountain. So she runs up, lights the cannon right in front of Shan Yu and shoots it at the mountain. And she has the most smug look on her face. That is the look that she had on her face when she won checkers, not on <laughs> an entire movie ago. A look that, a look that just says, I fucking got you. <laughs> hey, you just got played and you played yourself. And- and this is the first time that anybody has done anything against Shan Yu that has worked. Like, the only thing we've seen Shan Yu do is be terrifying. And now, in an instant, she has destroyed his entire army. She has completely wiped them out, causing an avalanche. And he manages to slice her on her side with his, uh... With his weird curved sword. I wonder if there are really swords like that and if there's a use for them. There are swords like that. They work as well as other swords. Okay. I was just wondering if there's like a specific reason to have like almost random seeming curves. They they saw pretty good. Yikes. 
Then we get the avalanche scene, which is probably, I would say, I was going to call it the most iconic scene in this movie. That's not even true. There are like four more iconic scenes in this movie. I think the the the, the reflection in the sword as she's cutting her hair is the number one thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's pretty memorable. It's... It, <laughs> If I see an avalanche scene and I don't think of Mulan, that means that they made an avalanche scene that looks different from this one, which is good. Good yeah. for them. Because this is, to me, like the quintessential dropping a mountain on somebody scene. Yeah, it, it, this is why I like comparing Shan Yu as a force of nature, right? Because it takes an avalanche, an actual force of nature, to stop yeah. him. Like, it, like, it's the equivalent of, like, building a dam to stop a flood. Except they killed thousands of Huns. It did look like thousands of Huns. It looked like, like a lot of fucked. Huns. They were so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Is like when Li Shang orders Yao to fire the cannon directly at at Shan Yu. Like he's doing this well aware of the fact that like even if we kill Shan Yu, we're all going to die. Yeah, he just figures that maybe the Imperial City and the Emperor will survive if Shan Yu is dead. Because that means that the Huns will have lost their leader. Mm -hmm. But but they can't... They're not living through this. Until Mulan drops a mountain on her enemies. Uh, Mushu does some stuff that could almost be considered useful. (laughs) Which is good on him. Shenanigans happen, but the the, the real thing that I want to really get across, right, is that... uh... Chen Po can just pick up a horse. He'll pick up a whole horse. And, Not only the and horse. like five other dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and Mulan. And Li Shang. And a small dragon and a cricket. He can just pick I them think up. Chen Po must have like a certain inner strength that comes from being completely at peace. The, the this is I think this is one of the lessons of Buddha. Yeah. Super strength. Everybody knows Buddha had super strength. Yeah, he was just like so uh, Buddha, like a- actual words from Buddha. He was like, "One, whenever you hit a certain level of chill, everything in the world will weigh the same." I think he was talking about problems more so than actual weights of things. But he just picks up a fucking horse, and I—that's as a person who has been like uh, crushed by a horse at some point. Great. Horses are fucking heavy, man. Horses like, are heavy. They're real heavy. They're real big. So, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Where'd this doctor come from? That Hey, listen. I don't know. I was going to say, from a nearby village, there is no nearby village. They're alone on a mountain, and the nearest town is destroyed. I will say that the, the size of this uh, group of army men shrinks and grows throughout the movie like an accordion most of them must have died in the avalanche right like mulan's gambit definitely killed some of her own people uh yes or you know they were killed by the huns and then they were washed off the mountain but like what happened was dangerous for both sides they just happened to live through it so i don't know where this fucking doctor came from but now that a doctor is examining her And he's a medical professional. He would know more than anyone. Although I do have to say something else. Um, I guess this is before, like, privacy oaths. Because I think if a doctor... Well, I don't know, maybe not for the army. If a doctor examines you and finds out you're a woman, does he have to tell your commanding officer? I, from historical records, shows that it really depends on the doctor. 
Makes sense. And it really depends on the woman. There actually is a real-life example of that. I remember it from Sawbones, and I forget that person's name. There are a lot. Hmm. Yeah, but this is like a, a that was like a very famous um, general. Uh, found out this person was a woman after he died. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's kick ass. But it's 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 like Doctor came forward afterward and was talking about the stuff that he had been given to give um, like testosterone stuff. Yeah, you know for keeping all the chemicals in check and all that. So this is just, I'm sorry, I'm, I got off on a tangent, but this is... Did you? The, like, real-life implications of this are interesting. But the secret is out. So, the punishment, I, I guess it's technically the punishment for impersonating a soldier, because it can't be the punishment for a girl pretending to be a guy to become a soldier, because this is this must be the first time that's happened. Like, that can't happen often enough that there's a rule. I or it happens so often that there's no way they got to rule it. Yeah. Anyway, it's death. Lee says that because she saved his life, he has now saved hers by not killing her, which is Lee's... bullshit. Yeah. Sorry, that yeah, is no not a is. fair I... fucking trade. Especially because she saved his life at least twice during that last fight. And, like... First by killing everybody, and then by saving him, like... Personally. Also, she had, like, a fucking big-ass gash in her side. When she saved you, uh, all you did was drop a sword, dick. <laughs> but uh, but he's also dropping the weight of his ambition. No, fuck you. He just dropped a sword. There's no metaphors here. Well, something that Shang has to deal with is the same thing that her father has to deal with, which is what is more important, like, the thing that he wants to do or the thing that he feels is right is right or this tradition and what has been done and what he knows must be done because that's what he was always told yeah he needs to learn to follow his heart oh my no fuck you <laughs> is that is that what you were trying to say with all those words <laughs> it super wasn't what no, i was trying but, to say was with great but power it was great responsibility uh. No, you weren't. I wasn't. But it is, it's a better catchphrase. Mushu goes through some heavy character development in this next scene. Yes. By the way, that's what a pierogi looks like. A pierogi is, like I, I think, technically a dumpling. Like a type of dumpling. Yeah, uh, I've had about seven people explain to me now that okay. a pierogi is like a Polish dumpling, but with potato. Uh, still don't get it. The I, thing that the maybe thing that Mushu one, is really frying on a stick is a is a dumpling, but it looks like a pierogi. No, I know what a fucking dumpling is. I've had dumplings. Okay, imagine that, but with potato in it. I just, it would be such a good name for a dog. You're an idiot. I'm. Am um, I? <laughs> am I? People name their cats Professor Wuddlekins, and I'm the bad guy here. I don't. For know wanting to name their dog after a stuffed potato or whatever. That's not even a potato what it stuffed is. dumpling. Anyway, I have a point. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't fucking be the one to say that. <laughs> Fine, you say it. No. Uh, just tell me about Mushu, man. Tell me fucking about his character development. Man, so so Mulan has hit the lowest low. Her secret is out. She's lost the mm. respect of her friends. 
she's lost the respect of her of of the captain who she who she I was gonna say who she respected who she was in love with yeah she who she's pretty into and for all intents and purposes he's got a rock and bod and, and god yeah he does <laughs> I sorry go, going back there's a scene where Yao says something along the lines of like yeah I'll do it and I'll keep my shirt on and I'm like no my guy you want to take your shirt off like <laughs> like once somebody has escalated the competition to shirts off motherfucker if you do not join if you do not get up on their level you have admitted that your bod is not as rocking as theirs which is okay Andy, Just, tell me about how sad Mulan is, please. Mulan is so sad. <laughs> and <laughs> Mulan is uh at this point, I think at the at the climax of her of her story, she she did everything she could to do what was right, and at this point understands that that the reason she was doing this wasn't really to protect her dad, more so than it was to just get out from under the weight of having to defend her family's honor the way a woman has to she had in her eyes basically just failed at being a girl yeah and so she tried being a guy and failed at that too <laughs> and in a weird way right mulan still hasn't been herself right and it's at this point that mushu fucking steps up and like real life advice just kind of a settles the beef and is like hey this is my deal this is why I was doing this. Like, the whole crux of what I was doing was for these reasons. It was because I lost my place as a guardian. I thought this was my chance to prove myself again. We're not so different, you and I. Well, but what he's, one of the things he says, and I wish he hadn't said that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things he says is, you risked your life to protect your family, or to help your family. I, I risked your life to help myself. And we are very different, you and I. <laughs> Except for the ways in which we are alike. Okay, great. Forget it. I'm like uh, in a mood right now, sorry. Are you? Are you really? I like just ate half of a velvet cake, so I'm like, I'm fucking high on that velvety goodness. <laughs> uh, podcasting with a lightweight. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't eat sweets often, you know that. You just eat entire bananas. So, Mushu talks about how he's a failure and Mulan's a failure, but they're going to face whatever happens next together. And Creaky gets a thing about where he admits that he's not lucky, which is a surprise to no one. And also, how can you prove that? <laughs> Mushu seemed pretty broken up about it. Here's the thing. When the rope with the arrow... How can you prove that that wasn't luck? It's impossible. Um, both both directions that that arrow was fired, by the way. Right. The fact that the cannon hit the side of the mountain at the right way to collapse it. How can you prove that wasn't luck? The fact that that cricket didn't fucking die of avalanche. Good point. <sighs> but then their little their little uh, pity party is broken up by a bunch of Huns get getting out of the snow, popping out of the snow like daisies. Like uh like zombies in the snow. They emerged from the from the white depths. Well, except zombies in the sh- in the snow is a is a movie where a girl falls in love with one of the zombies and proves they're not so different and also has a secret message in it about Kaunola. Like Chilean miners. <laughs> 
Great. So now Mulan has to go to the Imperial City and warn everybody that the Huns are back. Because there are still like seven Huns. In a way, they are much more dangerous because now everyone thinks they're dead. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that is true. I expected that to be a joke that didn't come. I, when he said, in a way, I was like, what's happening? Nothing. Good. Real irritated by Li Shang here. Uh, because... Oh, yeah, what a piece. Because, dude, fucking, she lied about her gender, not military secrets. Like, <laughs> if... Also, the last time she saw you, you were gonna cut her head off with a sword. Yeah, she says, what reason would I have to come here? And, you know what? Good question. I, that, that would have been enough for me to be like, alright, yeah, no, you have a, you have a, you have a legitimate point. But... I will say, he brushes her off. Maybe he's just mad at her and confused. Uh, but later... He's, he's going through a lot of stuff sexually. He's like, do I want to fuck Peng? Maybe. Maybe still. Maybe <laughs> maybe even now. But later when he's presenting the sword, he does, like, look around like he's worried about something. Which, which tells me that he did listen to her, even though he also brushed her off because he did not want to be talking to her. Like, like maybe he's being a fucking child yeah. about this. And a he little does bit. believe that the Huns could be here, but also you just want to talk to this girl who's, who he's mad at. And look, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm okay with him being an asshole for a petty reason, because that feels very real to me. It no, yeah, I completely agree. He gets his. I think he uh, he definitely steps up later. Can we talk about that scene? I don't know if you will disagree with me on this, but I think the be a man reprise scene is one of the best scenes in the movie. It's like thirty seconds of the be a man song, sung over um. Mulan's best friends dressed in drag mm -hmm. and what I love about it is that it references both her first song about bringing honor to, to uh, her family by dressing like this and the Be A Man song which is sung over it in, in, in the greatest dichotomy of, of visual and, um, and musical uh, messaging yeah, thank you, God. I could not find a word to finish that sentence. <laughs> it's it, it really is a double it really is like a double sided issue to me. And one like on one hand, yes, it's it's really fucking good. The symmetry of the moments are fantastic. But on the other hand, like a lot of other gender dynamic things in this movie, could have been handled a little bit better. It is really good though. It's really funny. And the the plan well, itself one of the things, is one of the choice. things I genuinely love about it is unlike Shang, these three are willing to follow Mulan in a crazy plan that will not work. She she has proven herself to them to be an able tactician mm -hmm. somehow. And maybe it's just as simple as like, this is their friend. And the fact that it's a girl doesn't change that. She has a way in. They're going to believe her. I don't know that I would dress in drag and put on a bunch of makeup, like heavy, heavy, it's heavy I, makeup for a friend. It's a pretty good plan. Yeah. Considering it works. Oh, oh, and the other thing, the, 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 the final thing that it brings in is, of course, the beginning of their military training, climbing the, climbing the pole. And also it's, it's, it's kind of the conclusion to Li Shang's story arc because he joins in kind of at the last minute. 
And this is yeah, like mostly waits till everybody else is dressed up. And how long did that take them? Twenty minutes, half an hour. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm about this plan, but also I do not want to dress up in drag, so I'm gonna hang back a bit, and then just come back, come in at the last moment, so that uh, they can't talk me into it. I have a look. <laughs> <laughs> look, my shoulders are too broad. They're too for broad. One of those dresses. Uh, I have my bod is too rockin'. The, but this is like the the conclusion to Li Shang's arc because the entire time Li Shang has been trying to like trying to be the leader that his father wanted him to be, and this is the final kind of lesson that he needs to learn is sometimes being a good leader is knowing when to let someone else do that job. It's not just giving orders; it's knowing when to what's the word I'm looking for? Secede, delegate, or cede? Yeah, no, cede, yeah, cede. control to to a person more capable in this situation than you and he does yeah so they get in mushu real quick burns the peregrine falcon into a chicken which isn't how that works it's it's a punchline uh-huh i kind of wish they just killed the bird i don't know why like it, it if he had just blown some fire and the bird was just a roasted chicken i would have been okay with that just throwing that out there i'm just kind of gonna let that one judge me for who i am the guys go and um half seduce half beat the shit out of those huns i don't it um (laughs) it's really uh unfair um (laughs) phrasing of that (laughs) they weren't happening like at the same time it was like one after the other well, but when you say one after the other, I, I have to stress that they only half seduced them. They could have full seduced them and then not have to have beat the shit out of them. But that's not the way. I feel like it. I feel like at some point they would have had to beat the shit out of them. Man, the emperor is so badass. <laughs> the fucking power play he pulls when he just casually walks, walks away, away. <laughs> from his own execution. He's like, I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> no, thanks. He couldn't have known. And that's the thing. That made me think this could have ended so tragically for this guy who, like, he could have gone down in history as like, oh, this emperor refused to bow down and then got murdered hard. <laughs> But but that's the thing is right is because then the story would be, and he just started walking away, and mm-hmm. and that's how he was killed, and that's pretty that's pretty fucking strong for a guy who, uh, He's dead now is super old. <laughs> uh, Li Shang basically puts himself in the position to get his ass kicked by Shan Yu. Well, but here's the thing that I love he- about this scene is that Li wins until the emperor gets away and then Shan Yu gets so mad that he just like fucking overpowers him, him yeah yeah and takes him out well the thing is like Lee's a smaller guy but he's really good and Shan Yu's also really good so that's unfortunate yeah it's unfortunate that they're both very good so Mulan decides to cut off Shan Yu's avenue of escape and in a moment that's pretty rad on Shan Yu's part she like like holds her hair up into the tie and Shanyu realizes, mm. oh, you're the soldier that ruined my army. See, Shanyu doesn't see gender. He just sees enemies. <laughs> to be fair, his eyes are gray. I don't think he can see much at all. <laughs> He's probably got like real bad cataracts. 
And Mulan has done this. This is, I think, the second time in this movie she's done this. She's thrown her shoe at somebody, which is a crazy thing to do because she has to put on her shoe before she starts to run. (laughs) She threw the shoe with such force that it bounced back at her. (laughs) Just, I just want to throw that out there. That's impressive. That wasn't even covered in training. I didn't teach I didn't teach her that. <laughs> I didn't teach her that either. That's what Lee Shang's thinking this whole time. I didn't teach him that. Her, him? Hmm, still confused. Still into it, though. <laughs> so, she gets this idea. And the idea is to send Mushu to get some fireworks. And at first I thought Mushu murdered those guys. They jumped out of the tower. But I think his idea must have been to scare them off because he was going to blow up the tower. But see, they jumped out of the top of the tower. Yep. So... They're fine, Andy. Uh, Those guys are fine. They're pre- how, how does a cat, something that is capable of surviving a multi-story fall, be dead in Cinderella, but two dudes? I'll tell you, Andy. I will tell you. Genuinely, I'll tell you. See, there's, there's, there's been studies about this. Cats can survive falls of seven floors or higher. But Mm -hmm. in between the second floor and the seventh floor, they actually get much uh, more terrible injuries because uh, a cat's terminal velocity is actually slower than the velocity it'll hit after falling five floors, for instance. Mm -hmm. So a cat that falls five floors might be dead, but a cat that falls nine floors might live. Also, those guys are fine. This has been smart stuff. Uh, I think that's actually from QI. That's uh, uh, genuinely very interesting, though. That's really fucking funny. Uh, That's really, uh, that's genuinely, like, a super cool fact. Um, My little brother just, like, got his hands on a cat somehow, so, you know, this is good to know. I'll let him know. Hey. Okay, just, like, don't Don't test this. Test this. (laughs) Don't test this, but just in in case you need to know this. (laughs) I bet that's good news for people who own cats and live, like, on the seventh and eighth floors of a building and terrifying for people who live in between. Mm-hmm. Mulan gets chased onto the roof, which is part. That's exactly her plan. She wanted to be on the roof. This is all perfect. Mm-hmm. Shan Yu pulls out a sword and she pulls out her fan, which is again great because she uses the fan to steal his sword, mm-hmm. stabs him to the to the roof, and he gets shot by a firework and explodes in a in in just just a great firework show. And everybody in China sees it, and they're all happy. So the sense scene. Milan has, like, a all, all of her buddies hug her. Mm-hmm. Uh, which made me really want there to be, like, a bro-hug moment earlier in the movie. Yeah. That they could have called back to. Like, something about how, like, dudes hug a certain way. And then maybe they, like, give her a real hug here. They, I don't know, because in, like, the half-business, half-hug handshake, where you, like, shake somebody's hand and then kind of reach over and give them a hug. This feels more intimate. Because we're holding hands. Li <laughs> <laughs> Sheng shows up in the celebration, and him and Mulan stare deeply into each other's eyes, and the music swells a little bit, and he says, You fight good. The thing you need to understand about Li Sheng is that he's just kind of a dip. When he is not waist deep in war and waist up, not covered in clothing. <laughs> Li Shang is absolutely useless. And he only wants Li Shang around for one thing. 
Listen, I'm not the one who framed him in this way. The movie did. Even the emperor is like, my guy. (laughs) You (laughs) fucked up. So hard. So we cut to Mulan's dad who's brooding underneath a metaphor. (laughs) Yep. Accurate. By the way, though, has Shima gone for like a season? Or like a year and a season? I... (sighs) Because the metaphor he's brooding under is the tree... With the the flower that hadn't quite bloomed, I yet. would I would say it's been less than a season because the other flowers had bloomed, and the important thing is that her flower had also bloomed. Which is that a, is no time. That is no time for her to have done all this shit. It's <laughs> it's been. I would say it's been at least the rest of the season. So, right, couple so it's of been months, like a couple months, a couple months, which is like. Listen, man, maybe it's been a year. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying she's fucking impressive. <laughs> two months to save China? I couldn't save China in two months. Are you fucking kidding me? So this resolution is really good. So so at this point in the movie, right, like Mulan has figured herself out. Mm. She has brought her family honor, which was kind of which was her material goal for the film. Although her deeper goal was trying to figure out who, who she, she was. was. And I love that at the end of the film, she's holding on to the last encounter she had with her dad, which is she brought him dishonor. And now she has these two tokens to let him know, like, no, I fixed it. I fixed the thing that I broke. <laughs> and she doesn't realize, right, that, like, he missed her because she's his daughter. And she she made this crazy decision that they couldn't save her from. Mm-hmm. It's a good moment. It's really heartfelt. And then Lee Shang shows up, so I assume that, like, while she was riding home, he was just, like, just off the horizon, <laughs> following her for whatever distance she had to travel to get home. <laughs> kind of weird. little creepy, Lee Shang. Well, uh, yeah. Well, keep in mind, this is a dude who, the first time he meets a bunch of new people, takes off his shirt. I don't know how to respond to this in a way that doesn't... <laughs> get me in trouble so fair. i won't good i've never done it to be fair um okay great uh <laughs> i think i failed they have like a okay god damn so, so, so they have like one last little awkward romantic scene and that's cute we caught to mushu who's now a guardian and, and... he starts throwing a party and the Ugh. movie ends in the craziest because this Talk. This song is so bad. <laughs> this, it's not that the song's bad. It's not even that the song's bad. The song has nothing to do with the fucking movie. And it, it really felt like it was added in last second because they really thought for some reason that, like, girls of a certain age wouldn't watch this unless they put a pop song in it. It, it really feels like it's such a left turn. It feels like someone insisted that this had to be in there but fucking why like it's such a dreamworks thing to do like the ghosts are even dancing to the song it's not great yeah it's 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 a weird ass choice uh but we only get it for like a second until it actually cuts to the credits but that song was all over the radio when this movie came out was it i don't remember uh it may have been all over radio disney i mean i was like six (laughs) so and uh gosh and i was even younger 
three. But overall, though, this is a great movie. For a, genuinely, for a movie about gender, I think it aged spectacularly. I, well. I I give it a solid eight out of ten. Like that's that's fair. Uh, I don't like rating systems, but that was just like, it's it's really good, and I'm just yeah, like I'm just baffled at how well it holds up. And I think I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I, I I'm gonna get into some deep stuff here. I don't know what this movie is to people who are of Chinese descent. I also have no idea. I actually think I asked Vita that once, and she said she never thought about it. I I think so. I think I was there when that happened, and I remember asking someone else about it as well, but they were were like multiple generations in Chinese-American, so they also didn't really have an opinion. Right. I will say, though, that it's not my place or anybody's place, to tell people of Chinese descent whether or not this movie is a movie that they should be proud of. Mm-hmm. But I will say that this this movie is very much a movie that is made for us as a general audience. Yeah. is holds up really well. The themes hold up really well. The story is told really well. And, the, and they did get actors of Chinese heritage to play the main characters which I think in 1998 is the best you could ask for. But we should always remember that like this movie was not made for Chinese people. It was made for the U.S. as an audience. So I, I wish I could have read more about the relationship between this movie and Chinese descendants. I didn't have the chance. But it's something that I want to look into because I, I, think, I think, especially with movies like Mulan and like Pocahontas and like Princess and the Frog and like... Just any movie where in uh, Moana, any movie which is steeped so deeply in an ethnicity that is not that of the head creators, it doesn't matter how many experts you get. This movie is being made by and for a white audience. Mm-hmm. It's not until you get people who are deep in these stories that you get something that's more authentic and more acceptable by the audience that it is made for. If that makes sense. It's it's something that I was thinking about a lot after I... Uh, I think when I was about halfway into the second movie, because, man, fucking the second movie. Uh, it's so hard... Okay. It's, it's so hard to make a movie for everyone. One, that's making a movie for everyone's heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to make a movie for everyone that, that does have a weight of a place or a time that doesn't use the place and the time as just window dressing. Yeah. Because that's not, that's nothing. And frankly, I I think that could be more insulting. Just saying, okay, well, this takes Mm -hmm. place sometime in China, probably. But then the more you focus on what makes China different from the country where they're producing the film, the more it seems like a judgment call. And that's also not cool. I think I think I think the thing that is important to remember though is that at the end of the day if you are not inherently tied to that place if that I'll bring up Black Panther as an example because okay. the writer and director Ryan Coogler is an African American who had a who had a story to tell that was inherently African American and African mm-hmm. he could, he could do that because it's his story but when you don't have that intimacy, I feel like even if you try to be respectful and you try to kind of showcase the setting, it's still window dressing. It's just really good. 
And I think I think I think that something that I'm coming to terms with as an adult is that movies like Pocahontas and Princess and the Frog and Mulan are just really good window dressing. And that's fine. They're telling great stories. I mean, I think Pocahontas has some really troubling. Okay, yeah, Pocahontas, Pocahontas excluded. They're Pocahontas excluded, but I won't be happy until Disney hands the creative reins over to the people who should be telling those stories. And while you were talking, while I was talking, I was looking up some stuff up because I wanted to be sure. I will say that this movie, the the screenplay for this movie, was handled by two women, uh, one of whom was of Chinese American descent. Uh, the screenplay was written in part by Rita Sao and Eugenia Bostwick Singer. And that's also, I mean, we've both established this is not something we expected Disney to do in the 90s. Yeah, so it, it really puts a lot more of this movie in a, in a better place for me. It's still, like I said, it's still not what I want or what I would want it to be. But I think it's, it's a good, especially in the 90s, a great step forward. Mulan 2. Smash cut. It really does start with the smash cut. It's so here's the problem with this movie. It should really start stronger than this. What a weak open. I guess I guess they needed to establish the fact that Mushu was still a dick. And... He's such a but I don't understand. So somehow this first part isn't a fantasy or dream sequence, and the Fa ancestors are so beholden to Mushu that now they do whatever he wants, even though they all universally hate him. You would think this wouldn't happen. In fact, that's your first thought. No, this, this wouldn't, happen. wouldn't happen. Right. The th- Being a guardian is what Mushu wants, but not because he gets some perks. And these perks don't right? make sense. Why aren't the these other guardians, like, taking bubble baths and shit? Why is he the only one, like, up at any point? This sucks. They got George Takei back, though. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'm glad, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's hard to get George Takei for your thing. Give me a sec. I want to know who they got to voice Mushu. It's not Eddie Murphy. He does a pretty good job. He does a pretty great job. But it's, yeah, but it's not him. It's a guy named Mark Mosley. Okay, bad name, but okay. Uh, He is apparently really well known as a sound double for Eddie Murphy, Patrick Stewart, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Patrick Warburton, and Robin Williams, which is such a wide array of voices. awesome. That... Patrick Warburton has a very specific voice, and so does Eddie Murphy. And so and does Robin, Robin Williams. Will, and so does Arnold Schwarzenegger, and so does Patrick Stewart. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently, he's well known as a sound double for all of them, which is a That's great. Awesome. So this guy's leading a good life. What power this man has! And we need somebody who kind of sounds like any of these five people. I bet comes up a lot in Hollywood. Oh yeah, definitely. So I can't stand this first scene where we we see that mushu is just a total fucking ass like just a total ass. but the the other thing is that all the guardian all the spirits are just taking it and that's not the power structure that we have established in this universe the power dynamic does not make any sense so let's jump forward because i'm already sick of this uh they have an homage to the original intro which is nice but then it cuts to grandma fa is like doing predictions on when Mulan will, or when Lee will propose to Mulan. Mm-hmm. But she claims to get her information from spirits, which fucking sucks because Grandma Fa does not believe she doesn't trust in spirits. 
Well, she doesn't trust in the ancestors. Maybe she's Was she just trusting other others. dead people? Yeah. You know, that's kind of fair. Maybe the Fa family is not known for their, uh, I don't know. She knows they spent their whole afterlife looking after a bossy dragon, so. Yeah, but Fazu is pretty fucking wise. I bet, you know, once Fazu makes it to the ancestral plane, he's going to really shape things up there. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to know. He's just called the first ancestor. I'm kind of curious to know, like, he seems to be in charge. And, like, yeah. how do you get in charge? Is, is he the oldest one or the most commanding? Or I don't know. I, don't, it's, I, I was curious about that in the first movie, and in the second movie I did not care because he does not have a character anymore. He is a footstool. He does have a pretty good line, though. Betting against my mother isn't gambling, it's an investment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You know. He's got a great line. I love that. As far as characters that get kind of shafted, he, he does pretty he does pretty all right. He does pretty good. I How worried were you when the child showed up? How worried should I have been? I don't think I've seen this movie, or if I have, I haven't seen it recently. Okay, me neither. I was really worried that this movie was going to be just like a movie with children in it. I was pretty worried about that because I had heard this first song, but without seeing the... Um, the thing that went wrong with it, and it really sounds like Mulan is some kind of school teacher. <laughs> oh, that would have been. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> and the stuff with the child, with the children, is not great. Partially because the first thing Mulan learned about fighting was not not to, was not to be gentle. It was that she was worthless and couldn't climb stuff. And But then she learned that she could climb stuff, and that made her badass. Yes. Uh, but that's not how she's teaching. She's teaching these kids her own way, I guess, which is fine. Yeah, it's, I mean... I don't particularly love how Mulan interacts with these children. I do kind of love how Shang interacts with these children. Man, these kids roast the fuck out of him <laughs> they if shang is not in the middle of a fight he is the most useless human being he cannot afford to show weakness in front of these children and yet the only way he can win is to give up something he owns <laughs> what is that i don't know maybe also he's a general now like yeah why uh, i assume because he saved the emperor and mulan turned down her job so, like, there was an opening for General, frankly. Yeah, the the kid song is meh. It's pretty meh. It's pretty meh. We've, we've heard a lot of bad songs, though. And none of the songs in this movie get to be as bad as a lot of the songs we've heard. Mm-hmm. But all of them made me think, nope, not, why is this here? They don't really do much for the story, unfortunately. The one thing I do like, because this, this does a little bit of something to Mulan's character, she reacts very strongly when she is proposed to <laughs> yeah i wish we got to hear the proposal fair it was probably just something along the lines of like you fight good but how about if we fight good together <laughs> you want me to kill someone with you what's happening i no i because mm. i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like i'll fucking i'll fucking go right now where it just give me a list of names I'll be gone by the end of the week. Mulan 2 is a dark movie. So then we get back to Mushu after this proposal. Oh, oh, also, it's only been a month. 
Yeah, that's like we find out that it's only thing. been a month, which is insane. They, they could have made it six months or a year or, any or several years, <laughs> but they didn't. <gasps> it always bothered crazy. me because I feel like every every Disney sequel has done this, where it it places itself like a ridiculously short amount of time from the from the previous one, and I don't know why they do it. It's it's so odd. But the fucking Mushu subplot, I'd want to get into why this sucks so bad. Why? Get into it. How can the spirits change on a dime the way they treat him? Because the fact that Mulan is getting married doesn't change the fact that he was a useful guardian and helped her save China. Which is why he became a guardian again. So how? How? What? How? Huh? Hmm? What? Yeah, apparently How? there How? are just ghost what? rules. I, uh, and the thing it's... is, they start treating him differently before he's been... Like, he's still a guardian at this point, but they're treating him like shit. So so shouldn't he be able to just milk them for all their fucking worth before she gets married? Yeah. I don't I just... It's bad. I And I, I always hate it whenever there's, like, this, like, higher plane that we can't possibly understand and all of a sudden it has all these rules that just don't make any fucking sense in, in a lot of ways this movie's like the polar opposite of pocahontas 2 <laughs> okay yeah okay but but the other thing was i kind of couldn't grasp the stakes from it no i have it written here what's the conflict like because well, the thing is what is he what does he gain or lose let's say he's demoted again He's still, like, Mulan's best friend, and at least for her entire life will basically be her guardian. He could still just hang out with her. Yeah, I just... Anyway, let's cut to the next scene. Um, yeah, so... The, guys, the... I, I want to put a little warning here. Mushu's gonna suck this whole fucking movie. Mushu is gonna gaslight the shit out of Mulan. <laughs> it's It sucks, I... It's oh. so bad. Like that is I the I the hated sh- hating him. I because because I love Eddie Murphy and his performance in the last movie and this is just a fucking travesty. So the Mongols are invading China. Maybe. Well, not yet. Something. I the mean, Mongols are threatening to invade China if they don't get some women. And somebody is... told China this. I guess the Mongols sent somebody, right? No, 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 no. That's not the Mongols. That's just another kingdom. The Mongols are threatened to invade China. Wait, 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 wait. I want to do something first because we haven't gotten to... I think we skipped the, like, yin and yang scene. No, because they haven't left yet. Okay, we don't learn... Okay, fine. We learn about the Mongols and... We learn about the Mongol stuff first. Uh, And then we go... Okay. And then we we cut back to the, to the, 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 the thing. Okay, Mongols are threatening to invade. Another kingdom has said, like, what they'll back China up. Is yeah, yeah, like we'll back China up, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give us somebody to marry our our prince. Sis, three princes. No, it's just one prince. No, well, it is they three only princes. Show one prince, but it must be three princes. No, it is three princes. Yeah, it is three princes. Yeah. So, so three princes gotta get married, and the emperor has conveniently three daughters, or more, or more, but he's got three that are on hand. <laughs> like in his back pocket for moments like this one. Oh, and they have three days, a lot of threes, True. Uh, to do this, or there will be no alliance, and the Mongols will really fuck China's shit up. But will they though? Because 
China just killed a lot of Huns. I don't know. A, I still don't think that the Huns and the Mongols uh, are the same thing. That's fine. So the Mongols must know that the Huns invaded China and got got less than a month ago, right? The Mongols also just have a reputation of like, they failed at doing that, but we'll do it better. Mm. They have horse archers, man. That does sound cool. Yeah, horse archers are pretty fucking like, they're like How OP. How do they get the horses over the wall, though? Uh, That's a good question. I assume they catapulted them over. Sure. A really small one, though, so they don't go too high. Just high enough to get over the wall. It's not a low wall. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how big the Great Wall of China is. I've never been there. And Me neither. But I think it's pretty great. I... But dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah, it's 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 really dumb. Oh, you were making a joke. <laughs> I thought you were okay. saying... The joke, was, the joke was dumb. I thought you were saying uh, that the Great Wall was dumb, which it is. Uh, well, it's filled with uh, a bunch of dead slaves, which is kind of dumb. Big walls are just a bad idea. So Mulan 2. <laughs> Bold stances here on direct to video. <laughs> walls are dumb. Horse archers are great. <laughs> Fro- Frozen is a bad movie. Um, so okay. the... <laughs> Shang and Mulan. Okay, so Mulan's grandmother has invited, quote, China to celebrate... End quote. <laughs> to celebrate Mulan's engagement. And they do something which is crazy because they have not talked about their, like, what's happening yet. They split up. Which, like... <laughs> Listen, I've never been betrothed. I've never I've never planned a wedding. I've never thought about getting married. But if, I, if like, I was just dropped into this situation, my first thought would be, all right, where's my wife? Hold on to her. Mm-hmm. We'll work this out as we go. But they just, like, they just, like, they just say, and they say, we'll divide and conquer, which is... I like how much they think this is going to work. It, they're so confident in their answers, too. Like... (laughs) But they have completely different answers, which is fine. Of course they haven't agreed on anything yet. They haven't talked about anything yet. I mean, and they've only known each other for, like, a couple of months. Yeah, like three, right? It must be, like, three months. Yeah, and one of those. At most, you could argue that the last movie took place over a year. But even then, a pr- like for a large portion of their relationship, Mulan was a dude. Which is so fine. Here's the other thing. I know that yin and yang is an important concept in Chinese culture. But I need everybody to stop referring to it for like a goddamn minute. This, this movie... <laughs> Besides, having these dime store necklaces being the a main focus point <laughs> is such a bad decision. They're really old dime store necklaces, though. I just realized that during this era of China, yin yang was like a pretty fucking new concept. Well, that wouldn't work out so well, then, would it? <laughs> hey, Mulan, Shang, have you guys heard of this uh, hot new concept called yin and yang? Nope. Not good. Stop. It's me, your hip dad, Fazu. Here to give you the Fazu. The Fazu here to give you these dime store necklaces to teach you a lesson about how differences can bring us together. You just have to follow your heart. Oh, also this 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 fucking this fucking movie does something that I have seen done badly before and seen done well once, which is. Oh, your necklaces. Like, the necklaces they're wearing all the time, even though they never have before? Well, in this movie, it's great because the mom and dad pull it, like, out from under their robes, right? 
Yeah. But then Mulan and Shang are just wearing them. Wearing them over. over their robes for the rest of the movie to remind us, the viewer, of the metaphor. I think the thing I hate the most about Yin Yang is that people, it's always this like such fucking ham in fist metaphor. Like, we get it. This is like the most culturally insensitive thing done in this movie, which is like, they keep referring to yin and yang after, like, obviously knowing the most basic thing about it and nothing else. So Mulan isn't really the main character of this movie. Mulan is the main character for about half the movie, maybe. So this is something that we praised in the first Mulan movie. This movie has a lot of characters who go through big arcs. And a lot of plot threads. Mulan, Shang... Um, I guess I have to mention Mushu, even though his arc sucks. His arc, his arc is the same as the last movie, but bad. And then six other characters. Yeah, and uh, Yao, Ling, and Qian Po all have uh, all have arcs, and accompanying them are three princesses: Mei, Ting Ting, and Su, who also have their own arcs. Mm-hmm. And Li although, Shang has an although arc. Although I bet you. I bet you we all could have guessed what the princess's arcs were going to be. I think it was pretty clear. <laughs> oh. So so they go, they, they get the, summons. Yeah, the emperor Shang, summons. Shang and Mulan them. get summons to go see the emperor. Yeah. And he, he tells them all about the Mongols and how he needs his daughters to go get married. And, okay. Mulan has an issue with arranged marriages that seems anachronistic at best. I, as a person who has an issue with arranged marriages, mm-hmm. I think most of us do. But that's the other thing. A movie taking a stand against arranged marriages isn't exactly breaking the mold. It's... Like, what is this? What is the message of this movie? Arranged marriages are, are bad? bad? It's preaching to the fucking choir, guys. Yeah, it's like a movie coming out and saying we should be nice to each other. It's like fucking, like, what... This is useless information. Yeah. Like, we all knew this. And the, 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 but the thing that's infuriating, right, is the beginning of the first Mulan, Mulan was totally down with being in an arranged marriage to bring her family honor, and now she cannot fathom the idea. But it seems like they, like, recontextualize the matchmaker, too. Because she does the comeback when you get personalities thing, which, by the way... Makes me really like her a lot more. Yeah, right? Like, that is such a good... I loved that line. Well, that makes me feel like she's looking out for the girls more than I thought she was. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe Mulan was just a particularly bad apple uh, that she just didn't know what to do with. It's like when a teacher's stuck with, like, a really smart student and they just can't because they were never trained for mm-hmm. that. Like that, but with love. <laughs> <laughs> was... But they seem to be trying to, like, recontextualize the matchmaker as, like... As, like, maybe a modern matchmaker who, like, literally introduces people to each other. Like, like date-type situations? Yeah. So, we, 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 we are reintroduced to Yao Ling and Qian Po, who, despite having a statue made of them... Yeah, like, for some reason, are striking out on every woman in China. Which means <laughs> they must just have really shitty personalities. Here's the thing. We do know from the first movie that they have some trouble with... I think I think their problem is really that they put these girls on a pedestal. Huh. Like, they want them to be everything. That's really funny. Because the first time they meet the princesses, the princesses are uh, literally on uh, on steps. 
Um, mm. Sorry. <laughs> As, at those, I don't think the the writers of this movie put that much thought into it, but it's a nice thought. It would be nice if they did, though, huh? Yeah, it would be nice boy, if they put oh that boy. much thought into any part of this movie. Um, so, oh, jeez. I have so little notes for this movie. I think I spent most of this movie it's okay. just crying. It's okay. In anger. So the... So they, they're, like, recruited. They're, these five people are going to get the these princesses to their arranged marriage in three days. That's what we're doing. Okay? Meanwhile, Mushu is going to break up Shang and Mulan because he's a fucking asshole. He, he's just, he just, he's just, like, there's a brief moment where he's like, no, I can't do this. And I was like, oh, good. We're going to drop this plot thread because it sucks. And then they don't. The, the, this movie keeps doing this thing where it, like, it makes you think that they're going to drop a shitty plot thread. And then they go, oh, shit, we, we left that one. And they come back and they pick it right up. So immediately one of the princesses, do you know her name? Which the one? The one who likes Yao. Oh, yes, I do. It is Mei. Immediately one of the princesses, like, makes Princess eyes at May. Yao. And he's, he's smitten. Just Yeah, that's, that's just 100%. And so we start to see what their, you know overarching story is gonna be like and mulan has this terrible line where shang asks her about like talks about duty because it's her Dang. duty to do this even though she doesn't like the idea of an arranged marriage and she says she says she has another duty to my heart and gag which oh my christ it is it is absolutely embarrassing writing like oh geez like okay. fucking I have read teenage diaries that have better writing in it than that fucking line. And that line just keeps coming back up. <laughs> they keep going back to it. Yeah, like like a bad meal. It just doesn't go away. It just keeps coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, one of my favorite lines in this movie, I think May says it. She says, wow, China is so big. And that was, like, heartbreaking to me. Like, the idea that this girl... <laughs> Doesn't realize China is big. Like, it's, it is a great, like, this movie, again, it's, like, filled with these, like, just little snippets of, I don't know, I don't know, how, I don't know what to call it. Like, it, it's not good, it's just potential. Mm-hmm. Just little, little things that, like, like, if I, like, if I, if I could, I would just cherry pick them and then make a better movie. That it could be kind of like a, like a Tangled type thing, you know? Uh, a girl who was stuck in a castle all of her life is now out and about, and even though she's supposed to be doing this one thing, you know, the world is big, and she wants to see it. I like that. Um, but no, that's not what happens at all. Also, I want to punch Ling super hard. Oh, he's such a fucking tool. Like, he is... I have met so many dudes that are that. They're just that, and they're shit, and they suck. Fuck off. God, what happens next? I think they stop. I just, I have written, like, over and over again, I fucking hate this, so I'm desperately, like, trying to figure out where the, the movie is. They, yeah, they stop at a, like, a, a camp, and we have a, no, we have, like, a montage of gags, right, of Mushu desperately trying to break up <sighs> Mulan and Shang. And I would be super okay if Mushu wasn't in this fucking movie. It, the, A, that montage sucks, B, Mushu sucks, C, it just, it goes on for so long. It's so... They end up in the water after this gag, after these gags, because Mushu accidentally does something that works, and he, he like, sends the... He sends the princesses into the water, and everybody else, like, chases after him, right? 
Yeah. And so there's this thing, you know, everybody's saving each other. You know, this is, again, something that's done well in other movies and other media. You know, if there's a disaster, people go for what they care about most. The problem is, is that this cliff isn't very big. <laughs> uh, they Honestly, <laughs> they just had a really small cart and uh, just landed wrong. They still have horses and ox. I don't see why the carriage is necessary to continue going the way they were. Well, I think they also fell off a cliff. I mean, a very small cliff. Let's pretend it's a bigger cliff and they can't get back up. Okay. <laughs> For the sake of the story. There is a great moment, though, in this scene where mm. uh, Princess May is, like, teaching Yao how to swim. The stuff between May and Yao is, like, the best romantic plot in this movie. Yeah, and then the movie has, like, one meh romantic plot and then one really bad one. I mean, I... Yeah. 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 Uh, but, like, the stuff they go through is, like, kind of cute. I, I literally, I wrote on, like, in my notes, I just have, like, one after the other. Oh, this is actually pretty cute. I changed my mind. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what happened, but I but something must have. I just don't remember well, what. Well, here's, here's one thing I have written down that happened. There's an asking for directions. Oh, my God. Uh. Milan's like, what's with men and asking for directions? And Shang's like, what's with women and not using the map? And what the flying fuck? I, I want to give props to whoever was oh. in charge of animating Shang in this movie. Because he gets fucking off his rocker. <laughs> so hard there's a point there's a point in this movie where this man's literally going insane like he's just so stressed and not having it and and confused and doesn't know what to do and his girlfriend might break up with him and he's just literally like his teeth are like jutting out of his mouth and his nostrils are flared and it's so out of character <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff i actually liked about shang in this movie that i i, I or i would have liked it if i hadn't hated it it I can see like a Cinderella three type. Let's let's add some more character to this guy, right? But yes, if it had been done well and with less <laughs> less of this bullshit, men and women are different. See, thing. I I this this movie really crosses the line. Like in Mulan one, which had like the occasional just kind of bad joke, mm. they go they like double down at this point oh i'm not convinced that the princesses are in love so much as they've seen men for the first time <laughs> uh, but i don't think that's it because they've seen lee shang right and he is well he's off limits i mean he's I'm, dating the hero I'm, of china i'm holding no, my no, finger no. in like a okay motion Great. to signify to indicate you, that you kiss your why don't you fine. kiss your fingers and like like a chef's kiss do the chef's kiss, yeah, because that's audible. I'm afraid that that's not as, like, I don't think that's good audio. <laughs> Fair. So, <laughs> let's talk about what I think is the most troubling musical number in this movie. All right, hit me with it. Okay, so May goes, and she's going to write to her father about how she can't go through with this marriage mm -hmm. because she has fallen for Yao. And this is also because she had a conversation with Mulan about... You know, following her whether heart. or not she should follow her heart and if she has a duty to her heart and I, blah 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 jack I, off motion i understand why you hate this it's like one of the most like facetious bullshit fortune cookie sh like things that a person mm -hmm. can write but i just thought i just thought maybe we should put that feeling into words so that people understand why we think okay. this is dumb <laughs> that's fine 
<laughs> but so because it's fourteen. But she bullshit. starts singing about how like, like she gets an argument with her sisters about whether or not she should do this, and they start singing this song about like trying about being normal, uh, being normal girls. So here's the thing about this song, right? Is it starts off in a pretty deep place. Mm-hmm. Where where they're singing about like like this is our duty as princesses this is the thing we have to do and I was like oh wow maybe maybe this movie's gonna go somewhere and talk about something and no like they just like this beautiful moment is like crumbled up tossed in the garbage and they talk and they start singing about how they wish they could be normal girls and it's like fuck this but that that could still be good but here's the thing other girls can't do the things that they want to do in feudal China. <laughs> The first movie is all about how there are a bunch of those things they sing about that that girls can't do. And one of the things they say is no pinchy shoes and fuck, dude. Like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, fuck, though, dude. I, it's real bad. It's so terrible. You know, look, bad. you know what? You know what? You know what? Listen. You know You know what? You know Listen. Listen. Wait. Listen. Wait. Listen. No. Let me talk about okay. what foot binding is. I, oh, that's what I was going to say. Is hey, <laughs> if you really want to know why that's a shitty joke, just just don't look it up. But understand that oh, there is please. a thing in this era of China known as foot bending. It's still being done today. Uh, if it's done today, it's legal. But it was legally done up to the early 1900s, where they would break children's feet, little girls' feet, and you had bind them, and then they had to like walk a mile. Uh, so that their feet would grow that way, and they would it would it would essentially give them insanely small feet. Yeah, and also the wow, I'm I'm there's like bile rising in my throat. Also, a lot of girls died from this, yep. and the girls who didn't die had horrible feet for the rest of their lives, and a lot of them never like don't take off their shoes because it, there's no reason to. It's the rotten, like actual, literally rotten, dead part of their body. <laughs> It's ugh, ugh. So when they said no pinchy shoes, I was one hundred percent out of this movie. Yeah, I remember when I said this movie is like the opposite of Pocahontas too. <laughs> Even in that way, right? Like, yeah, where Pocahontas two was surprisingly historically accurate, this movie is surprisingly insensitive. Yeah, we go from that to Mushu having another plan to get Shang crazy man man mushu is doing some fucking like shit like this poor guy and shang poor shang has a self-confidence of a bunny rabbit he uh, yeah that's that's real but he needs to work on that like but mushu's doing shit like like talking to him in his sleep mm-hmm. like, like incepting thoughts into his brain <laughs> about mulan Acting out shadow plays. Changes a conversation that then Shang fights with Mulan about. And she's like, I obviously haven't left my post. I'm a soldier. I legit don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You trained me. You know I'm not going to do that shit. And he's like, you left your post and you were talking about how shitty I am. Oh, but he does, he's like, one of the things he says is like a morning breath. And he's like yelling at her and then he stops and covered his mouth. Like, like, there's some stuff in this I really like. Like, he's super mad at her, but... He, and he's mad that she insulted his breath, but also he doesn't want to, like, breathe his nasty breath. Breath on her? <laughs> it's... It could have been good characterization if it was handled better. 
right? It so almost is at some point. But but the thing is, is is it? He looks and feels like a crazy person. <laughs> like <laughs> there is no like even just like let's accept the fact that Mushu was able to convincingly trick him and. Uh, me as a human being, I'm having bad dreams about my relationship. I th- I'm seeing shadows of, of her having arguments while I'm tired. My first thought is, is not, I need to go yell at her. My first thought is, shit, man, I need to take some sleeping meds. This is bad. Can't get a good night's sleep. Shit. Having nightmares. Shank's pretty stressed, and uh, the relationship is taking the brunt of it, frankly. I, I think Shang needs to learn how to how to mitigate his stress, how to be chill. He needs to take some lessons from Chenpo, yeah. (laughs) So, Shank goes back to sleep. Meanwhile, the three dudes take the three princesses and sneak into town for, like, a date night. And the way they convince them are, like, is, again, like, a really kind of, like, fun scene. Where they're like, Shenpo has a dream. Shenpo wishes he could look at the moon while being in a small village. Yeah, like a small village in the middle of nowhere. Oh, man. And Shep was like, yes, then I could live out my tree. <laughs> so they all go to the village, and there's like a festival. They're having a time. I kind of wish that there was nothing happening at the village. <laughs> I kind of wish that they, they like wrote a romantic scene where like... There, there was no outside force helping them, like like winning the, the prizes and stuff like that. Or fighting a, a large man. Yes, or, or buying food. And that there was, like, a, a, a more simple, like... Just them wandering through this quiet village and, like, talking to each other and... They, I, I take it back, they could not put any amount of emotion into that scene with the amount of effort they were willing to put into this movie no i understand right but like you you can imagine a better i would have really liked that we have both watched a a pretty significant amount of romantic comedy anime we know how this can be done well with this many people (laughs) (laughs) like yeah uh, so mulan's kind of like venting to mushu about this and mushu is eating it up being a real shit he is he literally a he's literally eating almonds i think and b he's just fucking like basking in his in his success like a real fucking douche Mm -hmm. so then mulan realizes that the princesses have run off and so she goes to go get them back and she tells me she just makes sure shang stays asleep and (sighs) mushu is a real asshole real piece of shit like a real asshole, though. A one-man band of assholes. Yep. I also gotta say, Creaky doesn't really do anything in this movie. Not that he did a lot in the last movie. But he doesn't do anything in this movie except tell Mushu that he's doing bad shit. Also, like, in, in, in the occasions he does try to stop Mushu, Mushu just flings him away because he's a fucking cricket. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. A very sturdy cricket, but still a cricket. I just wanted to mention, like, I, I hadn't forgotten to say anything about Creaky. He's just not doing that much. Yeah. Mulan finds out that all of her buddies are trying to hook up with these princesses, and she thinks this is great. She is so happy for all six of them. That's kind of cute, but also, like, not. Like, did she not think two seconds ahead? Yeah, read the room. 
read the country, read the political state of affairs. And then Shank shows up and is like, also like still crazy mad. He is, and he has gotten even more just like off model. (laughs) His mouth is moving in ways that no mortal's mouth should move. He is livid. He he's furious. He forbids the three dudes from talking to the three princesses. Mulan tries to explain to Shang what's going on, but Shang is too far gone. He is he has what? Wait, but wait, what possible explanation? <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't he know. Knows what's going on? I, I don't think there's <laughs> anything Mulan can say. He's pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, like he gets it, and 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 then Shang kind of lays down some pretty shitty stuff. Uh huh. And Mulan comes to the conclusion that and they both come to the conclusion that maybe they are too different and break up. Although, frankly, if in the beginning of this movie, I would have said that maybe their problem would be that they were too alike because they're probably they're... very much alike, right? Yeah, almost. It's almost just, like they're just both from the last movie. I incredibly stubborn assholes. Yeah. Who can't listen to each other and just really need to learn how to communicate. So, next day. The sun rises on a new dawn. All right, stop it. So next day. <laughs> Mushi's happy with himself because he has broken up Shang Mulan. But then quickly realizes. <laughs> that is incredibly shitty. In a moment of just infuriating obviousness is like, hmm, Mulan's really sad about this breakup. Maybe this is my fault. You know, fucking shit, Mushu. Meanwhile, the the boys are hitting on the princesses by talking to each other about how pretty and awesome they think the princesses are, which again is like pretty cute. It it's honestly pretty great. <laughs> and then they get attacked by bandits. Um no, no, before that. No, before that? Okay. Before I'm super, that. Okay. Cuz they're in bandit country or Big Canyon or whatever. And there's a moment where Shang and Mulan stare kind of solemnly at the the symbolism that they hold on their necklaces. Mm-hmm. And in a moment of like silence, Mushu confesses to Mulan, "Hey, Mulan, I've been gaslighting you and Shang." Right. And Mulan realizes, "Hmm, wait a minute. That means that we were both just being stubborn assholes, and the only thing that was wrong with our relationship was my shitty dragon." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And she stuffs Mushu into a bag, which, same. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Can we seal that somehow? And then she goes to, I guess just while they're transporting these princesses, reconfess her love to Li Shang. And thankfully so, because when he stops to listen to her, an arrow just, like, brushes the tip of his nose. They're being attacked by bandits. Okay, so I have some questions. First and foremost, why don't Mulan and Shang have swords? I thought they did. They had. They, they don't. In this fucking scene, they fight with their bare hands, and I don't understand. I don't either. Listen, man, there's a moment in... I'll talk about it when we get there. She has a sword later, if that's what you're going to say. Yeah, she does. So they're fighting yes. off these bandits together, you know, working together. Like, oh, that's right. We're so good at kicking butt together because we're good at that, and we're good with each other. And... The soldiers are trying to save the princesses, but yeah, really drops the fucking ball and lets yeah. May get kidnapped. 
Mulan and Shang go after them and tell Yao that they should uh, fight, that, that him and the other guy should hold off the rest of the bandits, which... Mm. Why? Okay. They... I guess. They save the princesses, but the the bandits decide to sever the ropes of the bridge. Okay, question. Don't the bandits use that bridge? I don't know. Maybe they have other bridges. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but the, this next bit... There's 15 minutes starting about now where we get the most, it becomes the most intensely intense. awesome movie. It's like. <laughs> and then that goes away again. And it's. It's, it's like, the. Uh, this next scene was so raw and awesome <laughs> that for a moment I stopped I s- taking notes. <laughs> so, and I. Like, I have one note that just says, fucking holy shit, what, seriously? And that's my last note for a while. (laughs) So Mulan is hanging from the bridge on a rope, and she's holding on to Shang with her other hand. And Shang says it won't hold them both, and he lets go. And, and, holy shit. And Mulan, like, climbs up alone. (laughs) And everyone kind of understands what happened. And she does She does the thing, you know, she puts the sword. She has her sword. She puts... She, 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 I think it's his sword. She actually, puts it, the into, the, she she puts it, it yeah. into the clay at the cliff and just kind of mourns. Now, wait. Wait, before she does that, she looks at it and there's like a lightning Oh, yeah, that's right. Face, and it's his and face. Oh my god, it was the coolest fucking scene. Like, if the rest of this movie had been done in any way like this this, scene was, it would have been amazing. It would have been so fucking good. And she, like, shoves it into the dirt and mourns him just for the rest of the night. For the the whole night, because the next day, they everybody walks up to her and is like, we're ready to go. And she says, no. You just leave and keep each other happy. I'm not going to let Shang die for nothing. I'll go alone, which is... I'll finish this mission by myself if I have to. Mulan sacrifices her potential happiness for everybody else, and I am so on board with this. So she goes off to do this this thing, and we find out Shang's alive. I, I want to stress something about the Shang died scene, though. Like, okay, I'm watching a Disney sequel. I knew Shang wasn't going to die. But he fell into mist, and we couldn't see the bottom of that chasm. And then, again, we spent the whole rest of the day with Mulan mourning him. If we weren't John Rosavi, we'd be pretty sure she was dead. this, This is good storytelling. Because even though we knew... We we were we 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 were like buying into it like because it felt so good mm-hmm. to think he was well it felt bad to think he was dead but in a way that was satisfying and so bad it was good oh man this and this is yeah like this this stretch of movie is just so onto its own amazing and then but now we're back mm-hmm. we're back we're back to Milan too well there's a, there's a little more that I still like which is like her telling this this. Uh, I don't know if he's a king, but like a leader. He's like an emperor, dude. Um, yeah, of this other of this other smaller country. That yeah, she's gonna be the one to marry his kid, and she's a catch. Like she just saved China. This is this is good for them. Yeah, this is a pretty fair deal. Yeah, so he agrees to it, and Mushu 
uh, like tries to talk her out of it, and like Mushu should not need a redemption story. That shouldn't be this story that they're giving him. But once he gets it, he does go for it, and that's okay. It's, I guess it, the thing is, right? Is if if they hadn't made Mushu such a piece of shit, right? Like if mm-hmm. if this movie instead had been Mushu trying his best to keep Mulan and Shang together, but failing. If this movie had been about Mushu, like seeing that they had problems and trying to fix them and making it worse every time this would have been so much more satisfying yeah Mm -hmm. because the thing that he was trying to help or the thing that in my mind should have been trying to help mulan preserve a she has lost and b she is now throwing away Mm -hmm. potential so much potential the wedding is on this kid's uh, on this this king lord dude's kid is a fucking loser (laughs) He's also, like, maybe 14. Yeah, I mean, we were all losers when we were 14. Accurate. Not my little brother, though. He was super cool, which infuriates me as a human being. That's fine. He's, like, I mean, six foot I four? Can... Really? He's 15 now, but, yeah, he's, like, six foot four. It's insane. He's right. so big. I was going to say, I was going to say I should beat up your little brother for being cooler. No, than yeah, no, you ass. can't. I can't. <laughs> he's very strong. Uh, but he uses <laughs> his strength for good. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. oh. Mulan's about to get married. Shang shows up, and uh. he he's gone into a character design change. He has a throwing, sorry, he has a fucking throwing star, which is not only the wrong fucking country, but the wrong fucking era of history. No one should have a throwing star, especially a fucking, he should have a throwing knife. I just, this in fear, I paused the movie, I was so fucking mad about this shit. Like, this is so bad, like, no better. Throw a fucking axe, my guy. Throw your fucking, he I guess ran he, into like a Ninja Turtle. I guess he can't in. throw a sword because he doesn't have one, but. Ah, just. (sighs) And if let's say he does have shurikens for some reason, why? Yeah, he took a fucking quick jaunt to isolationist Japan in the month, not (laughs) way earlier. And he's very mad about this. Listen, I can I can only take so much historical inaccuracy, but this one just fucking took the cake for me. (laughs) It's fucking stupid. Um, so he could have at least thrown his horse. That would have been cool. So. Shang shows up. A bunch of random people know who he is. Which is weird. Yeah, they're not in China anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get why people would know who Mulan is, because... I mean, word travels, right? Yeah. Like, who even knows what Shang looks like? Oh, oh, you're the guy who Mulan helped. You're Mulan's sidekick. So, then, then there's this fight. Shang wants to follow his heart now. He has a duty to his heart. <laughs> you know... Uh, this movie has a duty on my heart. <laughs> um, but Shang decides he's he's just gonna he's just gonna say he wants to marry Mulan, and whatever happens happens. If there's gonna be a war, there's gonna be a war. That's fine. And Mushu gets this idea, which is different from the idea I thought he had. What did you think he had? I thought he was gonna wake up the dragon. Oh, I guess he could have done that. I don't know if he could have done that. I don't know if it's a statue or a guardian. He couldn't spirit. do it last time, so... And this statue's bigger. Yeah, well, maybe the Great Stone Dragon was already dead. Who even knows? But he, uh... 
he pretends to be the what do they call it the, the great golden, golden dragon. dragon of unity of unity and okay in a scene which is pretty good and i would like a lot more if i had enjoyed mushu at all in this fucking movie he wraps up all these storylines i was trying to figure out how they could possibly wrap up i i was so mad that they fu- like they fucking got out of jail free card that yeah. carded their way out of this shit because i was like man we only have 10 minutes of this movie left thank god how are they gonna do the, how are they gonna wrap up the whole princess thing and the oh i mean that still doesn't uh this this still doesn't explain if the emperor would be cool with this but that's the thing that's the thing mushu never told those people like not to attack china or that the dragon of unity has decided that they should unite with china or anything like that which is a bold fucking move he just says <laughs> let these two marry well then he says and the princesses should marry whoever they want he doesn't say and you guys should support china <laughs> they just leave i guess things worked out I guess, which is real lucky because they they weren't on that path. Yeah, they totally like... didn't have to. Uh, the next uh, it could have been like, and that's how Mushu destroyed China. And then I think we go back to, oh my god, I remember what we go back to. Oh yeah, the wedding. I literally wrote so, I wrote so that's it. We go back to the shrine. We wrap up this movie back at the shrine. Mushu has made peace with the fact that he is going to be demoted for some reason that's never adequate. For for ghost law. Ghost law ordains it. But Shang, in the stupidest move, is combining the Fa family and the Li family shrines as one family shrine, which some the fuck how makes Mushu a guardian again. And also, Shang seemed to, like, think, like, it... (sighs) My issue with it is that Shang seems to know that that would help. Somehow. Shang knows about ghost law. Maybe maybe, <laughs> in, maybe in the brief moments of death when he was in the water. <laughs> he, he, got, he got the introductory oh. but then came back to life. We didn't mention that Shang's horse saved him. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, which is just something that horses do in cartoons, and I'm cool with it. it it's one of those things that I'm, I'm... It's a plot hole that I'm willing to accept because, yeah, horses do that shit. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm down. It's neat. Sight. Lucy Liu was in this movie. Sorry, I just... Who was she? She was Princess May, the one who was in love with Yao. Oh, the most interesting princess. Yeah, okay. okay. Cool. cool. Yeah, I'm down. Although that's not entirely true. I liked the one... I like the one, like, like old, like clearly oldest princess, Ting Ting. Yeah. But I didn't like her fucking romantic arc. Thing. Yeah. I like that she was, like, the one trying to hold everybody together. Yeah, to to hold everybody to their honor. She felt a lot like the oldest child. I've as a person you know. who's known older siblings, yeah, she felt like other people's older siblings. <sighs> so this is a bad movie. Yeah. Watch it. This movie sucks. This movie's uh not great. Uh this movie's I terrible. I do think if you can, you should look up that 15 minutes of fucking baller movie they made. The the just I I feel like they really hyped themselves up for killing general uh shang <laughs> that they just didn't have the energy for throughout the rest of the film because they really went all out and i really like the dumb dumb way that they wrapped everything up i hated it like it's such a cop-out it was a cop-out but they had clearly like done too much and i was like how are they gonna fix this and then they did and i was like all right no cool, i understand okay. right that like the solution 
to having this many plot threads is not to it's to have fewer plot it, threads. It, yeah, it's to have fewer plot threads, not literally Deus Ex Machina your way out of this shit. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, this is a good use of a Deus Ex Machina, except it's not because Mushu never told them to not invade China. <laughs> so that's my favorite part. <laughs> Uh, Mulan 3 is those guys invading China, right? <laughs> Mulan 3 was canceled before this movie was finished being made. Fun Fair. fact. Oh, that was a real fact? Yeah, boom. Fair. Get fucked. I was I was actually like, how am I going to bring up this fact at any point? But you, we got there. Yep. We did it. And like Mulan 3, <laughs> we're done. Perfect segue. Thank you for listening to Direct Video VHS. VHS. DVD extras. No, it's not DVD extras. Fucking crap. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh. I totally fucked you up <laughs> with my not joke true. earlier. This is just a regular, regular uh, uh, direct video. Little regular one. Uh, crap. We're almost at four hours. This is gonna be a buttload to cut. I'm down. sorry, but we, we talked, talked so much about Mulan. It's been a while since we've done that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. great movie. You know. Yep. We we're watching a lot of mess. I am your host, Tony Robusto. And I am your host, Andy Reyes. <sighs> God damn. What's the next thing I say? Uh, where, well, you can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore balance. Good idea. You can find me on Twitter at theaterbats. Also, um, I have a comic that you can see at inspiredbytrueevents.org and some Pokemon fanfiction, and there are links to that in the description. It's pretty good. Check us out wherever you get your local podcasts or at our website, direct2.video. Um, if you find us on Google Play or iTunes or wherever, just give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that stuff. Yeah, and keep an eye out for the... Uh, I'm, I'm going to post a trailer soon of sort of like a, yes. uh, a mashup of a few of our, our bits that I liked. Greatest like tits. five minutes long. Yeah. Or greatest tits. So maybe we can share that and get new people in. Uh, Lee Rosevere. We haven't thanked Lee Rosevere. Yeah, uh, real big thanks to Lee Rosevere for his song Penguins on Parade, which you're going to be hearing at some point at the end of the show. Yes, but we're not going to call out when it happens because that never works. <laughs> music for podcasts, the rayfreemusic.org. Yeah, that's also in the description. So, uh, all good stuff. No, we're we're not we're not quite done yet though. You need to hit us with that next direct to video, which will be in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. I guess our Easter special, since I just came up with that idea. Heck yeah. Is, is going to be Prince of Egypt and Joseph King of Dreams. Uh. Also our April Fool's special. Make of that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I want to, uh, before we go, go. Huh. Uh, read uh, a quick review of Mulan 2 from a Scott Gwynn of Cinema Blend. Okay. Mulan 2 is a direct-to-DVD disgrace that takes everything excellent about its predecessor film, rips it to shreds, and uses it for rat cage lining. Let's stop recording. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Internet dead. Oh! I'm a ghost for There you go. And I'm internet dead. Yeah.
Okay. I'm Just waiting sure for you. you didn't cut off. No, I'm waiting for you. you, you no, that's, that's fine. I wanted to make sure I wasn't talking over you and you weren't talking at the same time, and I just couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> We're great at this. Jesus. Jesus We're consummate Jesus, professionals. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We just cut all this out. <laughs> just start this over is, from the beginning and we'll... This is, <laughs> this is going at the end. Um <laughs> Do you need a time? Do you need some time? Do you need some seconds? Do you need time? Do you need no, no. Okay. No, I got this.